Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fate's End, a homebrew Dungeons and Dragons game driven by fate. I will be your tail weaver for the evening. Um, as you see, uh, as you can see again, Christian uh, isn't on screen at the moment, but we've been told he will be on later, so he'll pop in. I want to, of course, shout out our. Uh, do our shout outs and our partners real quick. Uh, we want to shout out Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com for the ambiance that we use in our shows from time to time. All of this audio is amazing and completely free to use in your own shows, but please consider supporting Tim on Patreon so he can continue to make amazing sound sets. We currently support him and encourage you to do so as well. I think Daniel's taking care. Yep, he's got it on lock. That is amazing, Daniel. Thank you so much. We want to shout out our partners, uh, of course, Nine Realms Gaming, our partner, uh, who is also a major partner in our uh, Kickstarter that's going on right now, which I will get to in just a moment. Uh, they create top-notch gaming accessories from the finest woods this realm has to offer. They make dice trays, dice vaults, hero vaults, dice towers, all gorgeous. And if you want to grab some epic game gear, you can visit their website, ninerealmsgaming.com, and use our exclusive partner code, LIAR10, to get 10% off. We also want to shout out Dicey Encounters. Dicey Encounters make gorgeous handcrafted dice for the most dicey of encounters. They make standard sets, chonky dice, magnets, and singles. If you want to grab a set of those glittering gems, head over to DiceyEncountersDice.com and use our exclusive partner code LIAR10 to get 10% off your purchase. We also want to shout out Sirenscape for uh, the ambient sounds and music that we use, their, we use in their online player. <clears throat> um, and we also use their sound sets from time to time as well. If you want to follow us on social media, you can use command socials to check out Ink and Liar on all our social channels. Or if you want to follow the cast, you can use command fatecast and you can follow the entire cast here of Fate's End. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube to catch up on all of our shows. So, I have good news and I have bad news. The bad news is I'm a liar. But the good news is there's actually one founder enamel pin left. <laughs> I thought we only had one left. Our last giveaway. Uh, we had two, actually, for the last giveaway. Um, so tonight we are actually giving away our very last founder enamel pin. <laughs> Which is right here. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I led you all astray. Um... I think I have it on. I can show you all what it looks like. You can't really see it because of the camera and I don't have the autofocus on. Let me see if I can pop it on screen for you. There it is. Founder enamel pin. We only made 100 of these enamel pins as a kind of celebratory way of our creation of our Ink and Lair channel. Um, and we wanted to reward those who supported us early. So we made those pins. Daniel and I have signed those pins because I am the ink and Daniel is the liar. Um, and when we founded, that's kind of how all of that began. So this is, I'm not lying this time. This time I'm telling the honest to God truth. This is the very last founder enamel pin that we are going to be giving away. And once they are gone, they are gone. We will not be making any more. So I'm gonna go ahead and open up the giveaway. You must be a follower to enter. And I'm doing this in our new OBS, so give me just a second here. Yes. Danielle Lenoir did uh, rename our our stream Ink and Liar. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> like. 
Very God. clever, Danielle. Very clever. Very appropriate. <laughs> Very appropriate for this this moment of slip up on my part. All right, I've gone ahead and I've opened up the giveaway. You can use command ticket or command loot to enter the giveaway. And uh, that will be going on all stream. Uh, we'll announce the winner during break. All right, go back to my announcements here. Uh, uh, huge, 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 the most hugiest uh, announcements is that just a reminder, guys, our Kickstarter is still going on. Uh, Zodiac is coming to Dungeons and Dragons and the Stargazer's Guide to Aurora is a campaign setting for 5e that brings a unique Zodiac character build system, new races, subclasses, a robust world to explore. You, you can use command Kickstarter, check that out now. All of our early bird tiers are gone. All 1,000 of them are gone and we are completely blown away. We, uh, we love that we've had that much support and it's amazing and, uh, if you guys got an early bird tier, congrats. If you haven't, you can still back the campaign. Um, but those are finally all gone now. Other than that, tonight, Samson is going to be recapping the last episode for us. So with, without further ado, and that being said, the time has come. Let's draw our cards for tonight's episode, Fate's End. Oi! I guess I'll just let anybody in Bob Bucks these days. How you doing, friend? Ah, that's good to hear. Oh, me? No, nothing much going on here. But all of us? Uh, well, we've been hot on the trail for some leads for Ari's dad. And I'd say we're more committed to the cause than ever. Especially Prayaria. Um, Prayaria holds up her hand. And um, looks like she expects him to hold his up too. She touches um, the tips of her fingers to the tips of his fingers. And like a little light comes up between them. I will not leave you. I will find your father with you. I promise this. The light gets a little brighter. It kind of circles around their hands and disappears. Yeah, she got me with one of those two once. But she was much more malicious about it then. They were heading over to 628 Amber, where somebody was apparently trying to make a bomb. Uh, you make your way, kind of looking through the window, and you do see um, a man kind of walking. Um, he moves from what where Ermir would have saw um, through into the next room, which, uh, as you kind of like walk through, you do see like it looks like like a chemistry set of sorts, uh, like bottles and um you know different kind of concoctions different colors just kind of like lining this kind of back area which looks kind of like a, a little bit of like a workshop this this man's workshop the a man named horse he's a little eccentric but he and prey really hit it off probably had something to do with their mutual love of plants with horse well distracted Uri was able to sneak inside and discover their secrets you see these kind of like this arching uh, plant that just kind of dangles. It looks like little spindly ghost petals that kind of like fade in and out of the ether as they just kind of sit there. 
you you geek out on plants, and Ermir, you slip inside. Yes. What are you looking for, my friend? I am... Well, uh, a couple of things. I'm looking for any, any... Jars or or bottles or barrels of the the nitric acid and the other stuff. I'm looking for, uh, if he has any like papers or journals uh, laying around. Make I'm an looking... investigation check. Okay. They eventually stole Horace's journal. And discovered that the questionable bomb making supplies had in fact been stolen, no doubt by Hush. <laughs> then Uri almost got prey blown up. But he had the perfect gift as an apology. As soon as like they're out of like eyesight of the house, she's gonna like rip her hood off and like stand up. You almost got me exploded. <laughs> I brought you coffee. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she just like chugs it all. It's like, <laughs> uh, uh, he's very nice man. Very paranoid. Lou and I went to check out 428 Emerald to investigate far too many beans. We suspected the entry to be false, thought that we might find some nefarious materials on site. When I say we, I mean me, because Ludin wasn't exactly in that talkative mood. As we're heading over to 428 Emerald, um, Samson's just like, so how you doing? How do you think we should do this? Okay, I get it. You're still mad at me. <laughs> well, if you're not going to say anything at all, like, come on, we're not going to be able to get through this. Fine. Whatever. You just listen to me, and everything's going to be fine, okay? You just do what I tell you to, and we're going to be all right, okay? All right, the silent treatment. I get it. All right, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> All right. And then we, then we just keep walking. Keep you walking. just keep walking. <laughs> Turns out, I was right, but also could not have been more wrong. It was a proposal. It was far more elaborate than anything Thalon would have come up with. God rest his soul. I just couldn't look away. It was so beautiful. And uh, Marcus just gazes up at the statue in awe with his hand over his mouth. And he's like, And like, and then he kneels down and he goes, we've adventured together and uh, I'd like to go in a new adventure with you. Life, will you go on that adventure with me? And he's just like, yeah, yes, I will. I will. I just drop invisible bird tears. <laughs> Turns out, Marcus actually worked at or had access to the trade in and out of the city. Gilliam had to pay someone called Z to tell him that the marble was actually just beans. It was actually too much, but very sweet nonetheless. Philiam looks at Marcus and he goes, you wouldn't imagine the lengths I went, you know. 
I had to tell Z. I had to tell Zini I was ordering eight thousand pounds of beans so that he wouldn't mouth off. I, I, I just. I, I couldn't let the secret get out. I had to make sure. I had to make sure that no what nobody would know, and that it would, it's, you're so hard to surprise, Marcus. You feel absolutely so hard to surprise, and and they're brought like some wine, and they start drinking together and discussing like his his elaborate plan and how long he had been planning this. While all this was happening, Finn was enjoying a date with Esperis. And Nasperis was trying not to be as uncomfortable as possible. They were walking along the oasis when they decided to commit a petty crime. This poor lady. Okay, so Finch just like sticks out his tongue, holds out his hand, and goes, and like moves. Hopefully, enough force for a wave to at least go over her. He doesn't want to do like a gigantic wave and take her down, but he wants to do enough to maybe like, like that it goes over her head. Okay. She's so cool stepping on water. <laughs> <laughs> you send a, um, a, like, just over her head and just drench her completely from head to toe. She loses, like, she, she, she's in the middle of, like, doing something. She, like, it takes her off guard and she stops. And, like, the tent starts coming back down. There's a whole bunch of people underneath it. And they're just, like, you see, like, it looks like, it looks like, you know, a bunch of squirrels underneath a picnic blanket, and they're just, like, moving around. It was amazing. No innocent bystanders were harmed in the blossoming of this relationship. Everything was going swimmingly, pun intended. But then... Esprit asked about Finn's age, and apparently he's much younger than she expected. I'm 20. 20? Yeah. Um. You're 20. Yeah, You're which 20 is, years old? Yes, which is. You were raised with an elves. adult. Yes, but you raised with elves and you are 20? Well, yeah. I mean. Do you think we like age like in an advanced way? Or? Elves, el- well, for elves, you are oh, very, me. very young. Believe me, I know, okay? Like, I haven't heard that a lot. <laughs> I am more than twice your age, Finn, and I, I am feeling weird in this moment. I, um, really? 20's <laughs> plenty old enough for a half elf but I don't know how long it's going to take Esperis to see that, especially with how young Finn acts all the time. Anyway, we're heading out now to go find Cyprian and negotiate for some information. We've finally exhausted enough options, I suppose. <laughs> oh, you're going to love this. Did I tell you what Hennedy and the Sparrowhawks discovered the other day? All right, keep your, head, keep your heads down. Our intel heard word of an individual selling poisons on the street. Seeing as that doesn't follow the laws of Sable and the Alchemist Guild, I'd say our culprit is rather desperate. Perhaps they need the money to flee the city and escape Hush's grasp. Or perhaps it's a trap. They've been setting up over in that area over there. And she kind of points. Pray, Arya, that's where you've been setting up for the past two days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she points to the farmer, uh, farmer market, farmer's market-like stands and that's where you've been setting up for the past uh, two days. Uh, she looks at Luden. She goes, 
Luden and I, you, and, you or I could get closer, within range, and then the other can signal to use the darts of dreaming. One of you can make a distraction while we capture the culprit. Yes, um, this is perfect. I'm on my way. <laughs> no! <laughs> Honestly, I was so proud of them, though, for even finding Matt. I had no confidence in them. Excellent effort, though. Hello, dear viewers. Welcome back to Fate's End. All right. <laughs> we rejoin our heroes as they commune with one another in the now canon Barbucks. We'll never let it die. I, I made a huge mistake by saying those words, and now they are forever here. <laughs> mistake i think you mean stroke of genius yes well uh the time is yours as you uh as we pull back in <coughs> at the local sable barbucks <laughs> we just went and um looped in cassius right is that correct he's with us now yes because he had his weird bench experience mm -hmm. okay yeah is anyone gonna mention that i mean Cassius do you want anything to drink before we get started on anything serious? I gave him my drink, drink, remember? Oh, it's half drink, yes. but. <laughs> oh, very nice. So sorry, so sorry. But if anyone wants anything else, snack, uh, or if we wanted to get dinner, I can cover anything. Cassius maybe takes like two sips and like he, but he just holds it and doesn't drink anymore because it's way sweet. It's way too sweet for him. Cassius. Sorry, continue in response to uh, Esprit's question. 
So uh, stay here for some more snacks or dinner or uh, wherever. We might like to go to have a conversation about uh, where we are at currently. Well, is it busy in here right now? I Not mean, really. It's... it's the afternoon, right? It's a Barbucks. It's always busy. It's true. <laughs> it's like a tavern. Well, I mean, if we're trying to have a conversation, I've always wanted to try that smoke stuff. Like the hookah? Yeah, that, I think. You know what? That is I think a that's much, a... Yeah, that's a much more chill vibe. Let's go do that. It'll be a little quieter. <clears throat> you know, it's a little loud in here. Too much acoustic music, you know? Smoke? Let's go. Yeah, and also, like, I think it's, it's a great, great idea. It's great. Yes. All right. So I'm you... gonna on the way out of the bar box, just very quietly, just like message him. Does hookah make you high? Am I going to be high? Is this what hookah does? I mean, maybe we'll find out. Okay, thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you make your way over to alluring embers. And uh, you, gosh, I cannot, I, I did not know you guys were gonna go here. Let me pull this up real quick. Sorry. <laughs> I, well, I forgot what the name of the shopkeeper it is. So give me just a second to pull it up. As you're walking. Is, is this Keevan? No? No. Keevan's the, Keevan's at the, uh... his name's like, oh, shit, I, don't, I don't remember his name. I'm pulling it up. Kepri. <clears throat> Kepri. You all uh, make your way over to Alluring Embers, and as you enter, you, uh, those of you who have been here, you see the owner, Kepri, and uh, you see that they have a pipe in their mouth, and they're kind of puffing on it, and as they do, you, uh, those of you have, are very familiar with this who have been here, those of you who aren't, this is all very new to you, you see again, um, seems very particular with the, this this uh, magical tobacco that he's been smoking. Um, you see this smoky naval battle begins to slow down as it kind of moves around. And you see it's, a, it's in this very rich kind of cobalt color. This smoke kind of swirls as these two ships uh, are moving around very Pirates of the Caribbean-esque with this like swirling whirlpool and cannon fire is going off. And as one cannon hits, uh, one of the cannonballs hits the other ship, a puff of smoke comes off. Um, and they just continue to swirl and, and fight. And as uh, as you walk in, looking up, he takes the pipe out of his mouth, and the uh, the smoke just kind of dissipates. And um, he goes, "Welcome back to Alluring Enders. Uh, some of you are new. I am Kepri, artisan and extraordinaire for the finest stage brandies, enchanted tobaccos, incense, and enchanted pipes." How may I be of assistance to you all? Are you coming to see Kivan again? Uh, he is not here at the moment. Surprising, yes, I know. That was the coolest thing ever! Can we make anything out of the smoke? Uh, there, are, there are different types uh, that you may uh, partake in, and each one does something quite different. Uh, I am happy oh. to make suggestions based on your flavor palette. You know, you you know what, Capri? I don't know if we really know too many, too much about the, all the uh, various palettes or whatnot. Is there a place where we could, you know, 
maybe sample a few different ones perhaps and or like a like a, a common area or a place we could get a private room just to hang out for a little while uh, of course uh, and we do sell other things as well we sell incense uh, if you are interested in that uh, we also have private rooms uh, for you to enjoy each other's company so I, uh, I can get you some kind of sampling uh, for this sample uh, that would be 10 gold Yep, we'll take that in a private room. Yep. Of course. Uh, and you give him the ten gold, <clears throat> and he goes, just the right this way. And he leads you down kind of a hallway that kind of like branches out into different small like rooms uh, with curtains. They there aren't really doors here. Um, that kind of like are between various archways into other kind of like divided off areas. The interesting thing about this. Um, is that each room is, you know, very familiar to the rest of the decor that you've seen elsewhere with plush pillows and um, no typical chairs. Uh, just uh, everything is just kind of laid out on the ground, but very comfortable. And he leads you into one room with a variety of different plush pillows. And um, <clears throat> and he brings in a dark, slick wooden box and um, as long as well with some pipes as well for you all. And a hookah. Thank you very much. It looks like a, a, a giant I Dream of Genie bottle. So how does this work? <laughs> it, it depends. Uh, would you like pipe or uh, would you like the hookah? And I guess both are. I don't smoke. I don't really know. <laughs> both of them are pipes. <laughs> uh, can we... A hookah bar or a place we should do the hookah, right? Yes, uh, that sounds. Winning, winning, sable, and all that. Yes. <clears throat> if I make make the recommendation, this one is quite nice, and it, um, he kind of points to the leaves in in the kind of wooden box that he's presented, and uh, they seem to be like kind of a dark. Uh, similar to cobalt blue that you saw before with mixes of purple and reds. Well, I think we should start with the ship one that Phil and I was so interested in. Of course. And uh, he... I don't... I'm trying to... I know... I had a roommate who used a hookah, so I'm trying to remember how this is done. <laughs> I think you fit like he fills the bottle and then places the embers, I think, on the top, some hot coals, and then um, he passes the pipes out to all of you. If it is your first time, I do recommend inhaling uh, just a tiny bit. Otherwise, you may you may cough a little bit. Okay. Thank you. Of course, mm -hmm. uh, and if you need anything else, do please let me know. So much. Of course we will. All right, and he will leave. Irma will grab one of the pipes and inhale. Uh, the naval battle-esque one that he was smoking previously, um, magical hookah is very different. That's how I would imagine magical hookah would be. Um, it's it feels very, it's very relaxing. And like, as you kind of inhale, you there, there's a lot of various scents and tastes. Like you taste um, salt water. Uh, you taste um, the kind of like damp wood from the deck of the ship. It's almost like experiencing 
what is like what what the smoke is essentially. So you you can taste all those different things. You smell the rain water. Um, you smell, I'm sorry, you, you taste the, the salty water of the ocean and like kind of like this kelpy sea, uh, seaweed-esque flavor. And as you kind of exhale and like the ships begin to swirl in front of you all uh, and like the cannon fire, you, you kind of like, you can taste and smell the sulfur from the cannon fire a little bit. It's like pirates. Is it really? Sounds like cannibalistic to me. (laughs) (laughs) Like it makes you feel like a pirate or it is in the spirit of piratism? (laughs) Arr, yes. (laughs) (laughs) He'll he'll, he'll, he'll offer it to us, please. Oh, thank you. Oh, Ami, do you want to try some? Oh, is he there with you guys? You brought him with you? Yes. Okay, he did. I mean, you didn't leave him at the bar, but... We just uh, left, like, hey, I mean, we're gonna go do something entirely different, just not where you yeah. are, and you, you can't come. Um, Cassie, um, uh, takes the pipe and he takes a deep breath, and then he exhales as well throughout his mouth. And uh, you see another ship approach, and the more m- more more of you that inhale and exhale, more ships enter the battlefield of this naval battle that's ensuing. I feel like Finn coughs too much and a rowboat comes out. <laughs> <laughs> you see from Finn just this small little rowboat and these two smoke-formed uh, smoke individuals in the rowboat frantically rowing <laughs> trying to stay within um, to try to like prevent themselves from going into the whirlpool and like <laughs> they're just like frantically <laughs> trying to row away. <clears throat> Oops. <clears throat> Yeah, Priyari's been watching all of this very curiously. Uh, she's never seen any, um, done anything like this. I feel like if she would, if she tried, she would just like take such a small inhale, like nothing would even happen. <laughs> like she's trying very hard to, to abide by the rules. You have to inhale <laughs> deeper, Prey. But, uh, um, okay. Um, more, so, so more. <laughs> well, whatever you are comfortable with, of course. <laughs> Yes, it's meant to be relaxing, so go at your own pace. But you should also make a really big ship. (laughs) Okay. So she will take, like, a very big inhale. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Do you, like, (laughs) fill your, like, (gasps) like, a huge (laughs) filling your lungs? Yep. And you exhale? She's like, (laughs) all of it back out. Um, what, what, what ship emerges with this massive inhale of, of smoke? Is it like Davy Jones? <laughs> I feel like, yeah, the ship has been in a couple wrecks. It's not great. It's not, it <laughs> shouldn't like be seaworthy. Ship. It should not. <laughs> just a um, haggard looking ghost ship just kind of <laughs> drifts over. Just this, this ghost ship of drift just kind of like it, it's not even like no one's at the helm it's just kind of like creaking from side to side half of the mast is broken at the top and it just <laughs> begins to move yep. <laughs> this I, is so cool do it? <laughs> yes you did it look great. <laughs> great great idea Finn this is awesome <laughs> so should we should we talk about the I think those things we, we need to talk about and 
Some things being told tell me, yes? Quite a bit, uh, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, oh, who wants to tell him? I look at Finn. Tell, tell me what? Um. Well, you know the person that we talked about before that knows about you? <clears throat> yes, I do remember you mentioning that. Well, we saw him today. Um, and he was, uh, uh, <laughs> Finn's looking at Samson as reason, like, <laughs> confused. Um, we saw him today and he was, uh, he was visiting you. He, but you couldn't see him. But we could. I don't know why. Maybe he was invisible. He's been following you. If he was invisible, how could you possibly see him? We are not completely certain. There are several theories. Um, he is a very um, sneaky sort of man. He perhaps was doing some kind of spell, so specifically to be invisible to you. Or perhaps this is aftermath of something else. Maybe the same reason you cannot access your memories is the same reason you cannot see this person from your memories. Uh, we are not altogether sure. Right. We do not know these things. Um, what we saw, he did not appear to harm you. Um, he looked really sad. I. I think he misses you. I'm sorry, that's me sm smirking. <laughs> <laughs> we what we all we know is that he claims to know you. He and, does. And we're not entirely sure what all that entails, but we know your memories are gone and if this well, they're not gone, they're they're just asleep or, or like when you say gone, there's like a shot of panic in his eyes for a moment, and he immediately corrects you, and he's like, "They're not gone. They're 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 here. They're just dormant." Oh, I'm apologize. I didn't mean no. to alarm you. I'm just saying, if if you wanted to meet with this, but we're not entirely sure if we can trust him. But if we... meeting with this person can wake up some of those memories, then perhaps you want to meet with him. If we he... would all meet with him. Well, if he knows how, what do you know about this individual? If he knows me, he must be incredibly old or, or. Yeah, so, yeah, he's, he, he, he thinks he knows you. And, well, here's, here's the thing, uh, me, is we were thinking he, he wants to, he believes and thinks and wants to help Barry find his dad, you know, the whole reason we're here. And he says he can help us. And he says he knows you, but in order for him to help us, he wants a meeting with you and I know he's a lot, he says he knows you, he knows you from back then. And 
I guess what we want to know is, do you want to meet him? I would, I would very much like to meet this individual. Cassius, while you were writing in your journal today, were there thoughts coming into your head while you were doing it? Like a lot of thoughts? More than usual? No. Hmm. Okay. I just figured maybe he was, you know, talking to you, but you couldn't see him. Hmm. It was like, it's been like every uh, any other day I've ever had. He's been... Nothing out of the ordinary. He's been following us for some time now. Um, watching us. And we saw him watching you earlier. You didn't feel anything strange? No. Cassius, we, I feel like you're being very flippant about this. He knows you, but if I remember any of the stories correctly, not everyone was on your side and you were fighting a lot of people. And so I don't, I don't want you to go into this knowing that or believing or thinking that he's 100% a friend. He probably is. We hope that he is. We think that he probably might be, but I don't know. I think I think it's more of a risk than you might be considering. Are you okay with that? I mean, what if he's what if he's not your friend? What are you gonna do then? Well, I guess I've I guess I'll deal with it when we get there. Um, I've thought about whether or not he would be my friend or the foe, whatever, whatever this individual is. If he was a foe, I imagine he, you said he was watching me and though, Sounds like there were plenty of opportunities that he could have done something terrible to me. I actually Perhaps have a theory that... about that. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> well, he came to us before he came to you, uh, Ami, and maybe in for some reason he may need our permission to or 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 your consent i'm not quite sure like i said it's a theory but again he's he's approached us multiple times asking for an audience with you instead of coming to you directly so maybe there's maybe there's some sorts of magic keeping him from interacting with you but like Samson said, we don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It could be something protecting you from him. Have you asked, have you talked to him about this yet? As to Some of us have. Apparently we, you we saw him seen, and he we, saw you. We, we really kind of wanted to get your opinion. We can do anything we want with Cyprian, but... I think it would be good to know why. 
I personally think he cares for you. And that's why he wants to see you. And there were things left unsaid when you last talked, when you last interacted. That's just the sense I got. And if he is an enemy, well, we'll be here. We'll help you. Right. Um, part of why we wanted to ask you is Cyprian had certain wants and he wanted to meet you alone. But if you do not feel safe, if there is anything that you want, we would like to know it. If I am, if I get the chance to meet this individual, I would feel better knowing that you all by, all nearby. I'm very curious as to why I can't see him. I, I, it does see, I mean, obviously some sort of magic that's causing it. I'm not sure what exactly. I, I think that's a I think that's a good question to ask him. When you guys get a chance to speak. Yes. If they do. And on that topic, um uh, what was in my mind, and obviously I am open to suggestions and, and adjustments. I was hoping um tomorrow if Finn I thought you might be able to get in contact with Cyprian again, uh, we as a group might be able to meet with Romir present as part of the conversation with Cyprian and discuss exactly what our working relationship would look like and under what circumstances he would be able to speak with you, Ami. I think approaching it that way is very smart. Plus we could always send some Meridium over to Horus's house. That's another option too, Ari. It'll take a lot longer, but because they got to figure out that it's there and then they got to set up their operation. But a few days could go by, we might be able to get over there. It's really up to you, Uri. We know they're after the Meridian. And we should at least see what it is Cyprian has to say. See what he knows. See if he can even help us. See if he's honest. And if he does prove himself useful, and I mean, if you're okay with it, then we we let him meet you. Cautiously, of course. And he'll think back to uh the last time to uh they let two NPCs meet back in the Cambria. <laughs> and um and he'll think about revenue for a second. And he'll say But only if you're sure you want to take that risk. can't tell you how frustrating it is not to remember anything. And even if, perhaps it's foolish, but if, even if these memories this individual has 
some sort of connection he has to me, even if they aren't good. It's better than nothing. If it at all aids your heart, I do believe that the cards are in your hands, that whatever you choose, he will live with. Additionally, um, I was hoping to return to the library. I have a book to return. And uh, perhaps if this figure is old enough to have been an acquaintance of yours, there might be um, writing on him, some research we could do, some folklore, maybe mythology of your relationship to see if that might shed some light. If you'd like to come to the library with me in the morning. I think that would be good. Find out. I mean, it feels awkward looking for books about myself, but. There's got to be so many books about you, though. Well, yeah, you're really, really famous. Yeah, that's a good thing. Just go he... to where all the books are about you <laughs> and then pose, like, longingly and, like, wait for people to recognize you. Like, okay. it's so cool. That's what you do when you're you know, famous, you know? He kind of uh, looks at Finn for a moment. And he goes, I wouldn't have nearly as much as I knew about myself if it wasn't for you, Finn. Well, we're going to find even more. So, just you wait. I'm sure there's like a whole encyclopedia section on you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go by the. Uh, I'm gonna go by the market in the morning. Um, so, if we could keep this meeting in the afternoon, that'd be great. I'm gonna go by the market and order the Meridium anyway. Um, and I also got something I want to buy as well. So, if we could um, do that in the morning, that'd be good. Or in the afternoon, you know, my schedule's full. You know. Yes. Uh, would you like to come to the library with Cassius and I in the morning? Sure. I guess I could go to the market with Samson. Oh yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna spend some money, we'll go buy a shop, it's gonna be great. <laughs> and then, Preare, you said you had some books to return of your own, is that right? She gives some Boromir a look. Yes. I look at I look at Finn to see if he's like super confused about returning books. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they're done with them, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> Finn is Return? never done with books. Return? Yeah, like, okay, I guess if you're done with your book. Like, okay, only you only had it like a day. What about fourth reread? <laughs> Exactly, but if you need it later and you don't have it. So we don't need these anymore. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna smoke a little bit and have spun and I'm gonna order some of that whiskey, the bourbon, the brandy, the brandy, brandy. the kind of the below average brandy that they sell here. Right. And uh, I'm order, the below I'm average brandy. Yeah. Well, the, they only, that's all they sell. Um, non fay brandy. They have <laughs> other no, brandy too, um, but. Uh, all of it's non fay brandy. Um, I order some of that. Subpar. You Wait, order the 400 year aged maple brandy? Obviously. It's a thousand gold. One. It's a thousand gold. Oh my God. Ooh, how much money do we have? No, 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 no. no. You can no. It is not necessary. You can it get the 50 necessary. year brandy for 30 gold. We can get like I don't the, think the well we drinks. <laughs> Maybe we can like convince them we need it. 
We get what it, whatever number of drinks come with the package we bought. <laughs> you, get a, you, each, you, get a we you each get <laughs> one drink yeah. of the 50 year with with your flights. Good. I also want to check out their incense. <laughs> uh, we don't have to have a whole scene, but I am just perusing what scents are, are local to the area. Oh, you would you would find like uh, cinnamon, summer rain, um, uh, dust storm. Uh, dust. Would, All right. There, there's um, there's a variety of of just different kinds of environment scenes uh, that this incense kind of conjures up for you. All right. Esperus has one arch judgmental eyebrow, but she will purchase whatever <laughs> the most interesting um, bundle of incense they have, something. Does anything catch your eye? Any 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 kind of scene that might catch Esperus' eye? I'm, I'm welcoming you to come up with one if you'd like. <sighs> I think what Esperis is looking for is something that is very local to Sable. So either maybe something to do with either celebrating Frostway and that they appear they have a, a temple to, or the Oracle, or I mean, Dust you, Storm, if nothing else, because they've no. got a dirt stick <laughs> that she's definitely <laughs> judging. <laughs> you uh, you would be, if you're looking for something like so that, funny. you would be able to find one that is very Frostwayne with the koi fish. Um, mm -hmm. They would also have uh, something other other that would be local would be like um, a belly dancer one experience. <laughs> well, she's getting the Frostwing bundle. Belly dance seems <laughs> a little bit touristy. Seems <laughs> <laughs> a little bit too touristy for her. <laughs> yeah. But she'll get the little bundle of incense with the koi fish on it and tuck it, tuck it into her boho bag that she carries around <laughs> yeah her free people bag yes oh she <laughs> or loves anthropology free bag people. she loves yes free okay. yeah, no, she would be she would shop at free people <laughs> free people slaps i know or um uh i forget what the other one's called it's like earth something but yes i don't know i am not fashionable but yes i will purchase some right. of their their incense you how purchase... much is that uh, some, for some incense, I have the price here. Give me just a sec. It would be uh, five gold. Oh. Or a bundle. Esperis, did you end up finding what you needed to in your book about, you know, the Feywild and stuff? I am actually going to be finishing it this evening. I, it turns out to mostly be um, things I already knew, some editing sort of thing, but um, still interesting to check out. Are you going to try and, you know, find more books on it? Most most likely, yes. I always like to visit the library. Do I have to roll a deception on this? Or... <laughs> I'm, I just realized I'm muted here, so... Uh, <laughs> I am just... basically lying to... Uh, <laughs> do I have to roll or... Um, if you're bold-faced lying, yeah, yeah. Okay. I would probably roll for deception then. 
I don't uh, know if your anchorage is this, by frozen because my yes. internet is terrible. I don't think it's you yeah. because the forge is actually down for me as well in okay. two different and me types as well. of. I think Dang. it's I think it's on their end. So I have yeah. a real die here that I will. That roll. will work. We might have to roll from within D and D Beyond this evening if it doesn't come back up. Oh, uh, that's a twenty-one uh, <laughs> for a deception about how I'm enjoying I my mean, book. Finn doesn't. Finn believes you wholeheartedly. If you find anything interesting, um, can you bring it back so, you know, I can read it too? Yes, of course. Yes. Um, what I'm looking for tomorrow, I think, would be very interesting mythologically. So. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Maybe we could, like, read it together and discuss it or something. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, at the same... I, like, right. I get two copies of the same book, or we are... I, yeah, I it could be two or just one, or we could exchange or we could read it together. I mean, sometime it's whatever you want. And she takes a drag of the hookah just so she goes, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Just kind of like <laughs> just slowly turning, like, <laughs> no, that sounds very yes. I, yeah, um. Marketplace. Is that all we're getting is Meridian? Yo, oh, we're going to order the horses and then I'm going to, I, I got to go get it. Or, I, I, there was something I was looking to buy. It was an unmovable rod. I'm just going to, we'll see if I can find one of those. I think I have one of those. You have an immovable rod? Like on your person? It has everything. Pretty sure. <laughs> oh, no, that's the unbreakable arrow I'm thinking of. I don't have an immovable rod. Aww. It's so much faith in you. <laughs> 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 we have an Wait. immovable Ludum. What do you need an immovable rod for? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, why do you need one? For adventuring. Obviously. <laughs> okay, don't tell me. I mean, look, what do you look? It's a good thing to have. It's something I always. I used to have one back in the day. They're really cool. They're great and useful all the time. What do they do? They don't move. They yeah. Move <laughs> and it's a stick? <laughs> yeah, it's just a stick that, that can't move. Mm. Like, you can't move it ever. It's great. It could be useful. That's what I'm saying. There are some old stories of um, you are a, a great hero and you are swallowed into the belly of a beast and you take the rod, you plant it in when they try to move. Since the rod can't move, it drags through them and kills them. In their own uh, that's, yes, that's sorry, a little disgusting, but that's uh, what I have heard. I mean, we so. do get swallowed by a lot of stuff. So. Yes, a common problem. Just Finn. <laughs> <laughs> I was swallowed, and Prayaria was also swallowed the one time. I would like not to do that again. Yes. We yeah, could have like five immovable rods. Yeah, you know how there's those big giant doors in front of the Temple of Remblace? Like you just go by one morning while everyone's there and just click it and like put it right in front of the door, then no one can get out. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's good. Like if someone's chasing you, you close the door, you close it, click it, and then then no one can open the door. The doors of Remblace are always open. Not if there's an immovable rod in front no, of it. No, if there's an immovable rod. Well, there will not be an immovable rod in front of it, so it's not really... <laughs> okay, I'm on board now. Lots of lots of fun mm-hmm. can be had with this thing. Oh, no. 
Right. Yeah, it's great. All right. It's great thing. Very interesting. You know, there are, there are other temples in the city too, other gods. Uh, We're not we going to close. I, w- I would never close the Temple of Remblice. Every People need to die every day. And like, <laughs> that's what the temple's for. You know, Samson, for someone I like so much, I don't like you at all. Do you get that sometimes from people? You know what? Yes. In <laughs> fact, I do. On a regular basis. Right, right. You'd be, you'd be surprised. Um, or maybe you wouldn't. Mm. <laughs> right. Ermit just like sinks into the beanbag chairs and the pillows and just takes another long drag off of the hookah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Um, you, uh, another naval ship pops out, uh, Esperace is starting to look a little bit rough as the other ships blow it to smithereens. <laughs> My one ship. I've taken, like, one puff, and that's it for me. It's a small little caravel. <laughs> no, when, when Finn was talking about, uh, um, reading a book together, she took a Prairie style gulp, but no ship came out of that. She, like, just swallowed oh. it, and it's just coming out of her nose. Oh, no. Like, some poor sailors are coming out of her nose, going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> They're abandoning ship. <laughs> well, I'm sure she loves that. I wonder if they have one with, like, squirrels. Well, <laughs> we, got, we got a sampler, didn't we? What else is in there? Oh um, <laughs> my gosh. You could, you what if we take all of them at once? for the rest of the evening, and then we go and do something else. I mean, yes. what if we mix that? <laughs> um, there's a, there are some others. I don't know how long you guys want to spend on this, but there are, there's a, there's some group. There's something, there's some, that uh, there's a, a heap that is green. Um, there is uh, another one that is a little bit like the blue one that he had mentioned before. Um, there's one that's orange, and then there's one that's like a deep crimson, 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 jeez. Crimson. I think we try all of them eventually Fenrich's before we leave, but we don't yes. have to. Yeah. Fenrich just forward and mixes them all. In the- <laughs> oh, <laughs> you take, no. You take no, all of these ones. Yeah, let's see what happens. Oh no, Finn, each let's one see. I just want to be- try it. Just let me try it. Oh you know what? Go for it. Oh my god, I'm so yeah, excited. Let him, let him, just let him do his thing. Just let him do his thing. Go, go for it. Go for it, Finn. Okay. <laughs> Remember, oh take a very take a very deep breath so that you can get a little bit of all of them. Right. I have right. descriptions for all of these, so I'm interested. <laughs> so you mix all of them. All of them. Um <laughs> I bet no one's ever tried this before. Let's start with what you taste first. <laughs> You taste. What don't you taste? You, you yeah. in. I, I, I use. I lean I, over to Prayaria. He's probably gonna pass out. But it will be glorious. Yes. You taste. I see everything. It's like it's like that. It's like in Guardians of the Galaxy two, where like his father taps his forehead and he's like, I see yeah. everything. Now you take a deep. You take a deep breath in, and you taste. Let me try to figure this out because um, you taste honey and grass and wine and rainwater and fire and brimstone and 
pollen and blood and <laughs> sweat and <laughs> and <laughs> and it just like it just hits you all at once and your stomach begins to churn a little bit <laughs> as you exhale the scene that emerges before you, you see two ma two massive ships appear and they're firing at one another. You see like the storm, like and it's black smoke. Storm clouds roll in and begin striking at the at the ground and like this tornado begins to swirl in the distance and you see a massive dragon flying out and around the room like incinerating the ships and like the people on the ships are like Aah! screaming in agony as they burst into flames and in, like incinerated instantly then you see you see fey creatures little uh little fawns dancing in a, in the meadow in between all of them um in a circle blowing a flute between the between the two massive ships and they're just dancing in a circle and then all of a sudden they take out their weapons and they begin stabbing each other <laughs> no, that's that's all. <laughs> and like and it is like it is like an acid trip, like nightmare feel, <laughs> as as all of this is happening all around you, and um, and yeah, that's what you see. Uh, you would, you'll, uh, yeah, make a Constitution <laughs> save for me. <laughs> make, make, I don't, I don't even know. Like, make a con save or like an intelligence saving throw or a wisdom save or it's make which, make one which, of each save. <laughs> Jesus. I feel like. I feel like it's an intelligence save because I think that's the funniest one. <laughs> yeah, probably because uh, that's my lowest. <laughs> Ooh, how beautiful! All right. Oh, okay, not hey, too bad. Okay. Seventeen. That's good. <laughs> yeah. You uh, you 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 feel really nauseated and like your stomach just kind of like groans and clenches in. You uh, you're looking around and like it's it's just an insane like just the chaotic insaneness that you see before you like fawns you know murdering each other now because of the scene that's around them and and all this stuff happening. And like all of these scenes interacting with one another and like the magic that has been completely twisted based on things like they're not. It's like, don't mix your alcohol, sweetie, with your medicine. <laughs> <laughs> and like, but you hold it in like, like your, your mind is racing and you begin to sweat, but you just kind of hold it in and you don't pass out. But you're super dizzy and you just you don't want to stand up right away. <laughs> yeah, he's like. I'm and he like flumps onto uh, Samson's shoulder, just staring. You, you know what? I think it's a little bit, a little aromatic in here for me. That was excellent. Oh, thing. it smells very strange. I, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna turn in for the evening. Um, I'm, I'm great job, great job, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get ready to leave. So much violence <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> the rest of you sitting behind in the room good, for a second good. to press to digitate the stank before we leave. <laughs> uh, to, to the rest of you, it it smells like burnt rubber in here. 
and just like rough, like like burnt rubber and like burnt Fritos. Like it just hey. smells really weird. Good on you for holding yourself together there. I think I saw what happened to the world if we don't defeat the seven. Uh, no, he's gone. He's gone. (laughs) I just, I'm on my way out. I'm going to distract Kipri so he doesn't immediately notice the awful smell. Uh, You you begin walking down and he's just like, what is that smell? And then you walk up and begin. (laughs) Wait, yeah, I I don't know. It's crazy. I decided that this is impossible, and I just leave. <laughs> it's impossible <laughs> at this point, and I just leave. Uh, Esperice, I'm guessing you immediately, like... Press to digitating. Yeah, I'm... It, you do it fast enough to where Kepri, like, makes his way back up the stairs, and he's like... Press to digitating, I uncork my perfume, which is pungent and very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and he is just like... It must have been in my head. I, I smelled something coming from up here. But oh, I... Uh, yeah, it must, uh, must have been some something in my head. It was Samson. <laughs> <laughs> Samson, your, your friend, Sam, Samson. Uh, is there anything else that I can do for you? No, I will uh, cover the bill, anything, and we are going to head out. Wonderful. Uh, you had a wonderful experience. Thank you so much for your hospitality. Oh, of course. Please do come back if you need anything else. I hope you will enjoy the incense that you purchased. Yes, very much so. Yora. She considers saying something extremely passive-aggressive about their selection of scents, but she stops herself and she says, thank you. Yes, wonderful. <laughs> How pretentious, Esperice. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That was fun. We should go back sometime. And you all leave. (laughs) I'm imagining Finn is saying that over Samson's shoulder as he's being carried out of the building. (laughs) (laughs) Blaming Samson for the smell as he's being carried out. Yeah. It was Samson. Checks out. Checks out. We go home and take a nap. You guys take a, a long, taking a long yes. rest? We take a we nice do. long rest, yes. <laughs> All right, you make your way back to the hideout. <laughs> the the secret place that you shouldn't talk about out loud. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you take a long rest. I think uh, by the following morning, I will have finished my book. You don't need to tell me everything that's oh, in it now, because yeah, I don't think I warned you. It's you, no big yeah, deal. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send that to you. I will send you all Beautiful. the information that you get from that. I Beautiful. spend I spend fifteen minutes, or as long as Luden will let me, making fun of him for the Sparrowhawk stuff. Is it he's not here date? to defend himself. <laughs> as long, we'll, we'll find out when he gets back. Is, he, is it like are, are he and Irmir still on his date? It's mostly oh, passive. Oh no, my God, Irmir! They don't... started at like nine a.m. They can't possibly still be out there. I mean, maybe, unless it's going they... really well. Maybe it went really well. <laughs> I feel like it probably didn't go really well. <laughs> oh, no, I we don't know yet. Perfectly. When Luden gets back, we'll find out how that date went. <laughs> or the date. <laughs> the stakeout. <clears throat> so. A- after which time I then go to bed. Yeah, Priyarya just grills Ramir on where he found the books so she can try to put them <laughs> back. See, okay. The big one was just on his desk. Uh, 
Mm. And the small one, mm-hmm. which has very intimate details about this man's life that I didn't think that I wanted to know. Um, oh, no. Are, He's taken. Okay, so you go upstairs. There's a little notch in a dresser. And I do my best to try to explain where it is. You you stick your finger in the notch and you lift it up and the book falls down. <coughs> How did you find that? Okay. Oh, uh, dear. Fla- flash of brilliance, I believe. So I found it. Oh, okay. Um. Mm. <laughs> Are you sure you want to do this? I mean... You could just you, look, look. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just walk by and just toss them into his window, and he, he doesn't have to know. But I don't want to cause him any more worry. He has enough. If if he can get back without him having new delusions of people stealing things from his home. Oh dear. So what are you going to tell him when you when you when? <coughs> You come back with the books. I'm not just going to hand him books. Uh, So you, so you think he's not going to notice you just casually putting the books back where they were before? Oh no, I distract somehow. Well, I have, I have the utmost faith, utmost faith in you. She looks slightly panicked, and she like goes through. And she like tries to formulate plans in her head for how to possibly get these things back. Yeah. He he try he he tries to stifle his laughter, but he fails. He's just just snickering the whole time. She like kicks him. <laughs> Is this your fault? I was look. You're the one who who wants to go back to the exploding man's house. Well, we were there looking for intel. Thing. I got intel. Was it bad intel? Maybe, but I didn't know at the time. Oh dear, uh, it's okay. We'll be okay. We'll be okay. We'll be. I still think you should just toss them over the gate. He'll find them in his bed. Ba- he'll find them in his garden in his backyard, and everyone will be happy. Okay, everything else fail. I leave in garden. <laughs> just don't get yourself blown up, okay? I will do best. <sighs> she gets as much sleep as she can thinking about what's gonna have to happen yeah your sleeps like a baby <laughs> guiltless Ermer. all right absolutely guiltless that was a that was a successful mission that's what that was you all take your long rest if there's anything else other than that, okay. Morning comes, and uh, breakfast between the Sparrowhawks is had. And you're welcome to it if you so wish to partake. Um, mm, rations, my favorite. Mm, that's right. Yeah, it's it's, it's well, just rations. It's nothing fancy. I was thinking, what uh, would be an army? Maybe could you know get um, my books on the way over to the library. Uh, you were reading my mind. <laughs> that does sound nice. We can get something good at the market. That's true. 
All right. So, uh, so Aramir, Ar- Ami, and Esperice, I believe, are going to the library. Library. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. We can start and then, there. And then Prayaria is going to Horace's house again. Mm-hmm. And, and she then, was never heard from again. <laughs> then Finn and I are going to the market. I think. All right. Um, do you Split want? Do you want to start at the library? Sure. Sure. Right. I think we stop way. by and we get our various complexities of chai tea on the way, but your, we don't. Your Barbucks order. Yeah. Ermir is very interested in the way Esperice orders her Barbucks. Because again, his order is completely basic. And Esperice is like two pups of this, a splash of that, <laughs> um, shaken, not stirred, whatever. <laughs> and, it's, it's a very particular sort of uh, flavor, you know. What no does idea. Cassius get? <laughs> Water. Cass- Cassius? <laughs> oh, yeah. What is he? Or Ami. What does he oh, get? My, I haven't even thought of... Uh, Cassius would probably... Hot chocolate. Oh. Um, <laughs> he would probably get like a Sumatra blend. And um, Oh, he's getting like... He's getting coffee coffee. He's going, can you get that off the back shelf and give me a... a He's a paladin. Let okay. me Google real quick. <laughs> hey, even with no even with no memory, that palette, that palette is strong. He's like, very I know bold, what I want. A very bold, like. velvety flavor, uh, like <laughs> Sumatra blend. That's probably what he would get, and he would probably drink it black. Or maybe wow. with just like a just a, a, a maybe just like a just a, a, a hint of sugar and and uh, and uh, yeah, probably a hint of sugar, but no cream. The way that Esperice looks at him has forever changed. But yeah, Esperice gets a chai latte too, right? Yes. Yeah, but she gets hers off. Ermir just gets whatever Esperice gets because hers is all fancy. I hope you like it. It's a little bit specific. Mm -hmm. I like with the cinnamon. This is incredible. Oh, good! (laughs) I'm so glad you like it. It's great. (laughs) You have to. You have to write down the recipe for me so I know what to order the next time. Right, it's essentially, it is just a basic chai latte, but you have it extra hot with extra foam and a half a tablespoon of the cinnamon, which sounds like a lot, it's not so much. Um, but then you want it half sweet of the actual chai itself, so it's not so syrupy. I, I, I will write it down, I will write it down. Now I feel like, I feel like <laughs> Cyprian would probably have black Sumatra blend. This is hard. I don't know. All of the Celeste set have black coffee, which is why they're <laughs> yeah. all dead now. It's right. true. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you guys grab your coffees. Oh, oh. Before we do, before we do that, somebody is joining us. Daniel, oh. if you will disconnect. Three guesses who? Oh, do we have a Ludin? We do have a Ludin. Yeah. We have a Ludin. Hello. Justin, time for shenanigans. Let me. You know, it's been it's been a day. Pop him in here real quick. Were you on fire today, or were you crashed into by a car today? Uh, we were drifting today. I was on fire yesterday. Yo. Mm. Yes. Look at all that eyebrow you got left. It looks like yeah. it went really well. <laughs> oh yeah, they are very very safe here. Uh, you actually have to worry more about hyperthermia than you do with. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, they, oh, that they make sure you are very cold. <laughs> just, just a little hypothermia. No biggie. Yeah. And they make you talk to them quite a bit to make sure that uh, you're still there with them and they don't have to warm you up very quickly. 
Nice. Well, we're glad you made it. Oh, it's good to so, be here. Uh, so we'll come back to what Luden was doing a couple days ago. <laughs> in a moment. Yeah. Dope. <laughs> I'll say essentially Esperis is kind of orchestrating the library visit. What I'd like to do is take Cassius myself over to like the, the mythology section or where there'd be information about Cassius and Cyprian and get started on that. And then I want to corner Ermir like an aisle away or something where it can be a little bit quiet once Cassius is all set up. And I do genuinely want to do that as well, but just have this moment. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Hey, so I think perhaps my motivations are not so subtle, but uh, I just um, wanted to check in. I know you and I not so close, but this is looking for your father how you are uh, feeling. Oh. Um. I don't know. I guess. Hopeful. Oh, good. No, that's wonderful. I have, um, my concerns have been lying in. I know with the city being so exciting, we've been uh, going to bars and uh, anticipating the circus. And I want to make sure that you know that we all are very much taking this seriously. You feel this way or do you feel we are distracted at all? I think everyone's taking it as seriously as they can. Um, I mean, look, He's, he's my father, so it's the, all the worry and, and, and stuff, that's on my shoulders. I would never expect the rest of you to not partake. I mean, Sable is a beautiful city and, and honestly, you know, going to alluring embers and other things helps keep my mind off of it sometimes i am glad i will say um your concern of not putting this on on anyone else's shoulders i would say i believe that they would be happy to help you carry this and forgive me if it's not my place to say this sort of thing, but just from a, um, a newcomer's perspective, I always see you as sort of a, um, the heart of the party, if that is the way to say it. You are always very um, uh, uh, central in the hearts and, and minds of at least Samson and, and Prearia and dear Finalai. Uh, the way you approach things and and your um, compass is a leader, I think. So, well, thank you. I just try to do what's right. Um, <clears throat> strange though. Lately, um, lately, I'm not quite sure what that is. You know just with everything going on. I'm so close. And 
wary of I'm wary of Cyprian and wary of Hush. I just hope that what we have is enough to get him back. See, it is a very um, tenuous position we are in. We are not so. I believe that Cyberine will have uh, at least guidelines and answers, and what Priyari is pursuing now with the what is it, uh, Sting operation at Horace's shop, hopefully coming at it from a number of different angles. Yes. Are you finding, um, and forgive me again, if you don't have an answer or you don't want to answer, uh, when we do find your father, do you know what you want to do? I mean, what are you hoping when you see him again? You know, I've thought about that a lot, actually. Um, I'm sure he'll be happy to see me. Maybe at first. But, I mean, after everything that's happened, where would we even go? I mean, the Undercity's gone. Everyone I knew, everyone he knew. I mean, of course, I'm sh saving him from Hush is a good thing. A very good thing and but after I tell him what happened and that it was and and how everything happened I don't know I mean you know I I told Luden, and he seems to understand. All of you do. And I told Micah, and well, I'm not sure if he's here and able to kill me or to forgive me. I hope, I hope he understands. And I'm sure he says that he will, but... But I keep having to reassure myself that that's the case, you know? You told me just now that you uh, always try to do what is right, yes? Yeah. And you think your father, he is a good man? <laughs> I know he is. In. I do not know your father, of course, but I think he would be very proud of you. If you are uh, 
trying to do good as he would do. Yeah, I guess. I try. Well, that's all anyone can do. Well, it doesn't always work out that way. I know. And, and you know, people get hurt. People die. I do. No amounts of apologies can fix that. Once once you're gone, you're gone. Sometimes my temple takes a um, a slightly different point of view on death and on uh, time. Death is not entirely an end. No one is entirely gone. The, um, if a person lives and speaks and touches and interacts, not just in the ways that they change the world around them, but in the way that you were alive in that moment with them, that moment is always true and that moment is always there. There is an idea of eternity in, in every person that even when they are gone, they are still among us. I know it does not take away the fact that now, here today, you cannot reach out and, and touch them and speak with them, but because you are here, they are too, if that translates. Hmm. So like, they live on in our memories, is what you're saying. Yes, they live on in your memories and in the person that you are now. <laughs> Honestly, Esperis, I'm starting to wonder who that is. I mean, you didn't know me before, but I wasn't, I mean, I've got this thing inside of me and, and, and I'm traveling the world and trying to save it. And all I can think about, in spite of all this, is, you know, what I'm going to say to my dad when I find him. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, there's, I know that there's a lot at stake, but... Sometimes it feels like I've already lost everything. And this is the one person, the one thing that can remind me of who I am, that can 
confirm that for me, you know? And I'm, I'm just, I'm just the son of an inventor. The, and now I'm the vessel of one of the seven and, and the, the reason why Lacambria is in the state that it is, it's, Well, from what I understand, you are also the reason that the mother does not walk free, and you are the reason Remirith gets to leave her tower. You are, at the same time, a boy who loves his father and a great hero. And you can choose to be both, if that is what you want to do. I am not a philosopher, and I was uh, kicked out of being a counselor at the temple, so I am not the best person to talk about this, but I, I respect you a great deal, and, and I want you to know that the people around you care for you very much if there is ever anything that you need. I know. I do. And <laughs> I don't mean to offend you all when, when I say I don't have anything left, obviously. No, that I understand. It's, it's just, I mean, you know, we're all just kind of caught up in this thing. And I mean, you've, you've got, you've got your faith in the temple and I'm sure family and Samson and Prearia, they have the Feywild and Finn has, wherever it is he's from, that island? I think, no, I have many theories, but I think they're all wrong for us to be. <laughs> and I mean, you know, I've, I've come to love and respect all of you a great deal, but I'm not sure what I'll have when all of this is over with. After this, after the seven and everything. Do you know what you want to have? I'm not sure I can have what I want to have. <sighs> I hope that when we find your father, your reunion will uh, remind you of who you have always been. And uh, there is, I promise this is not a sermon, but it is um, something I've been thinking about with you and all of the people here. Uh, and I am not a great speaker at length, but if I could have. Part of the training at Temple is to look after uh, plants. Uh, we have a sort of a 
garden where we look after plants that are especially endangered or rare or need special care. It is part of our um, worship to do so. And I was tasked uh, about a decade ago with looking after a specific kind of uh, flower. I call it Flora Fiare, which I think in um, common is fire flower, flower of the flame. It's a very beautiful plant, large uh, orange, yellow gradients blossom, but it is not after the blossom that it is named. Uh, it is what I think is called a a, a pioneer plant uh, because of its seeds. Um, when it is a seed, it will be buried dormant under the earth for a great many years, and it can only be awakened in um, the heat of catastrophe. Uh, wildfire will wake the dormant seed. When the forest that it is its home burns down and all around it is destroyed, uh, will awaken the flower. And with its growth, with its survival, uh, the other um, lichen plants, ferns, trees will be able to uh, grow again around them. And it is a terrible thing to say, and I do not mean at all to say that, oh, adversity is what makes you strong, or tragedy is what you need to become a hero. But when I see, see you and everyone here, it is your... Um, survival and your tenacity and the, the love that you have for your home that will allow your home to grow again. And I think of you like this. Wow. Thank you. That's one of the nicest things anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> well, I'm glad it wasn't too, like, uh, shabby or anything. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, no, um... I wasn't sure what to think of you when, um, when you joined our little group. But behind all of the, forgive me, the pleasantries and, and <laughs> behind all of the pleasantries and, and the, and, and the, and the sentiments and, and the apologies, so many apologies. Sorry, um, I felt on the apologies. <laughs> um, no, you... You seem to really care about... about us and about what's going on. And... And I'm sure a lot's at stake for you as well. I know we haven't talked much and that's probably partially my fault. No, not at all. 
I just, I don't know. You see the world in a different way than most people do. And I didn't think you'd understand, but it's nice to know that you do. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you. Well, thank you. That is very kind of you to say. Shall we return to the books? Are you all right? Better. Good. I'm glad. Right. Yeah, so we go find a, a me. All right. You return to the others in the library. Um, there are a few books that you guys do find. Um, uh, you find a kind of uh, overarching book on all of the Celestistet that you may check out if you so wish. Sure. Absolutely. All right. You take that. There's no book titled Cyprian, Archvillain, or anything. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> um, there are some books on individual uh, individual uh, Celesticet members. Um, I will say out of all of the Celesticet, the littlest that is known is about Cyprian, surprisingly. That tracks, does that, does yes. that, yeah, does that, <laughs> does that surprise you at all? Um, for, uh, <laughs> um, you, for, for the sake of it, for the sake of everything, I'll just say the the book of all that kind of talks about Alduin as a whole is is enough. Okay. I'll pass there it. There isn't to... enough information on Cyprian to write a book about. But his name is in there, though. His name, his yeah, his name is in. Um, I mean, if you just flipping through the pages very very roughly, um, I can very easily tell you. Um, the names of all seven, if you so wish. Yes, please. Um, yes. Let me let me switch our music over here for just a second. Great, because I don't know anything about anything. All right. So, uh, just um, I mean, this would be very easy to find um, without spending too much time looking at the book, because you will have the chance to read the entire book, if you so wish. Uh, but just uh, just off the top, there is Cassius, who is the paladin of the group. They're uh, mentioned, um, as you kind of flit, flitter through the pages, uh, Risen, Emberfly, a bard. Another one, uh, another individual, Teya Morn. T-E-Y-A-M-O-U-R-N, a sorcerer, tiefling. Female. Okay. Cyprian. Risen Emberflat was a bard? Yes. Okay. Cyprian, of course, is mentioned as uh, a rogue. <laughs> what? <laughs> no way. <laughs> I was a cleric. <laughs> um. Please. 
Vylor. How do you spell that? V-I-Y-L-O-R, Dragonborn. He sounds like a villain. Uh, the next, uh, the sixth is, wait, wait. go uh, ahead. Vylor is a dragonborn what? Oh, um. Is his last name dragonborn or is he a dragonborn? Vylor <laughs> dragonborn, the first dragonborn. <laughs> uh, a fighter. Okay. I'm sorry, sorry, barbarian. Do they have stat blocks in this book that we can? No. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. How many legendary resistances do they have? The the sixth is Brim Zevdena Viknoe. Zevdena. Prairie okay, so isn't there with no you, so way. that doesn't. <laughs> Sounds like a furball to me. Yeah. We don't know him. <laughs> it's a furball, yes. Say, say the name one more time. So I can I'll, butcher it. Uh, Brim Zevdena Viknoe. Zevdena Viknoe. Viknoe. Viknoe? Yes. No way. Just name him Brim. Brim. You don't need to write down the last name. The last name was only I do. for Prearia. I do. No. I, yeah. <laughs> it sounded too similar. Is like Brim. Quote, like parentheses, Prearia's cousin. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and never so, been to a cookout, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thir third, third cousin. Third cousin. Distant. Right. Distant. 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 Let me so, guess. Druid? So he's a furball druid? There, there <laughs> actually isn't a, uh, there actually isn't a, doesn't say what Brim is. Interesting. Maybe Prearia might know, question. you know, mm. how stories are passed down from generation to generation. Brim the commoner. Well, totally paid attention the first time. Um, uh, and who's number seven? Number seven is Ema, a turtle. Do they have a class or are they just a turtle? Uh, they're a cleric. What a cleric. Cleric of whom? They were before. I mean, you got to read the, the book. Context clues, context clues, it's definitely one of the four. Yeah. The four, yes, the four prime the gods. De I'll definitely not I'll one of the, the seven. Video. So this is a cleric to Vol. Okay, cool. <laughs> Guess who a paladin, a bard, a sorcerer, a rogue, a barbarian, a mystery box, and a cleric. Not the furball to be a wizard. Tortle. Tortle. And Cassius. Wise Tortle, the Uguay of the Seven. <laughs> He's a monk. I'm gonna pass the book to either Uramir, who reads quickly, or Cassius, who this is emotionally important to, because Esprit reads incredibly slowly compared to everyone else. Yep. I'll, yeah. uh, I'll take it and skim through it, see if I can pick up anything interesting off of these. Or are you gonna make me read the whole thing before I know? You have to read the whole thing. This is the this is this is how we did it. I'm a, I'm a fast look, reader, though, man. Look, Esprit reads as fast as she can. You can join our book reads. club, Ermir. <laughs> uh, I will definitely join your book club. There you go. Yeah. See, Finn, now you have a book club party member. Reese is also going to real quick drop by the poetry section and pick up some Dawn's Rides elvish poetry, shove it into her bag and never think about it again. <laughs> Just check it out. Are you trying to be stealthy? 
No. So just does anyone else go or follow Hesperis? Finn? Um, I'm not there, but I would if I could. <laughs> is, um, well, is Hesperis... To have, like, uh, just given one of them his book to drop off because he's finished with it? I would drop off your book for sure. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, just... Just wanted to make sure any of the books that I like checked out, they're going they get back. returned to their proper, their proper yes, home. To their well, you, don't, you don't want uh, the library police to come after you. Hey, <laughs> those I mean, guys are ruthless. Whatever, they don't exist. They're just okay. as ruthless as the vegan police. <laughs> right. Um, if if Esperis goes uh to the poetry section, I'll uh, just kind of approach uh Ami and just trying to catch a vibe check off of him. So, um, how are you, how are you doing with all of this? Are you learning much about yourself? He just kind of smiles and laughs a little bit. Again, it's, it's very strange and I, I feel ridiculous reading about me, but yes. It's very vague. Much of it is very vague. There's not quite as many details as I was hoping, but it's been a long time. I imagine some details have gotten lost along the way. Well, you were one of the seven. You're like a great hero and all of it. So I'm sure the intimacies of your personal life aren't <laughs> as <laughs> aren't as interesting as you slaying a dragon or or saving a town to most people. I do find those interesting, but I I wish for the more personal details, honestly, but I it's ridiculous to hope that I could read that in one of these. Well, maybe you won't have to. I mean just from what I've gleaned, you like well, you have a very strange coffee order. No <laughs> no just a little sugar, you like it black, like what so, have you tried the way Esperis makes it? It's delicious. If it's anything like Finn's, it, it, it might be a little bit too sweet for me, unfortunately. And as he's kind of talking, you see him put a book about memories and uh, different magical restoration spells. Um, I, I, the title is the title is aloof of my brain right now but that is essentially what this book is about and he got you see him put that in his bag oh, i love that book aloof of my brain it's like no that's favorite? not the title <laughs> the, t the title i can't think of, obviously i can't think of a title for it right now but as looking at looking at the book as he kind of puts it in you definitely aloof of my brain would make a good book about memories well there you go it's called I'm aloof saying. of my brain yeah. aloof of my brain and it is a book about Memory and memory restoration spells. He'll he has picked up. He'll notice it, but I, I, I won't say anything about it. I mean, obviously, he's trying to get his memories back. Say, so, um, besides that, you also have seem to have an affinity for was it glass blowing? Yes, so I do. Um, haven't been around a, the air, the air an area that I could practice it. As a blade, but yes, I do. I mean, I guess the things about you are always going to be there. So, 
don't worry too much about the other things because they'll come in time, I'm sure. I appreciate that, Ermi. It's much more difficult to practice than, and much easier to say than to practice. But uh, I will try not to worry about what I don't know, which is kind of ironic in itself, if you think about it. <laughs> but, anyways. Yes. Shall we? And, um... You all rejoin the others, and uh, you leave the library. We're going to switch over to Ludin before we go to our break for a moment. <laughs> Ludin, your friends left you in a very interesting situation. <laughs> all right. Uh, the third day when Sparrowhawks had some great intel. Don't you worry about it. The oh, yeah. third day... While Prayari was selling poisons, on the third day, that morning, Henevi came to all of you and said that, that she, the Sparrowhawks had heard word of someone's, uh, someone um, in the Shimmering Bazaar. And uh, the local militia was going, was planning a sting operation to... Uh, abduct or capture this individual. And she believed it was possibly Hush slipping up and that they were quite desperate. You all made your way to the Shimmering Bazaar. More details were given about this individual who was selling illicit items in the bazaar, that they happened to be selling poisons that goes against the code of the Alchemist Guild, to which mm. the entire party was basically, you know, we've got some other things, we have some other leads that we're gonna follow, but you guys, you, you can handle this. We believe in you. And uh, they left you and Hennevi on the roof, overlooking the shimmering bazaar, the farmer's market, and you see an empty space where Prairia would have been selling poisons for the past two days. And you are currently awaiting the perpetrator to which you know will not show up because this perpetrator is your friend Prayaria, and Henevi is with you. Thanks, to on you. On the roof. Yeah, great. All right. Uh, Problem we with get, a hookup. We got homes. you. I Let love y'all so much. We got you, my Reese gave Best you team. like a, you got this. This is mm -hmm. great. You got mm -hmm. this on yeah. the way down. She very bad. much did. Let me change the music <laughs> over here. Jesus. All right. <clears throat> So, so Ludin's just sitting there. Because <clears throat> nobody told Hennevi that. <laughs> yeah, I would assume. Yeah. <laughs> nobody told Hennevi that you were selling poisons in the marketplace. How long have we been here? Um, you're, We'll just say your friends have just left, and uh, Hennevi is just kind of staking out um, the top with you. Okay. So he'll be sitting there and he'll just be like, oh. Hey, Hennevi. Yes? Uh, uh, She's just kind of like leaning over, like hunched <laughs> down <laughs> watching. Uh, Luden, Luden's like just, his his back is like, <laughs> we're on the roof. His back is just like leaning up against the roof. 
and he's like he'll do like over the shoulder every once in a while to like make it seem like he's he's there but he he knows he knows uh but he'll be like uh so how long how long have you been a spare hawk i suppose that we could discuss those things while we wait rather boring to sit here in silence for all this time um well my mother is a sparrowhawk i think she's the greatest there ever was but of course i'm biased she tussled with plenty of pirates on the seas she's close to many great captains actually even earned the respect of the great scorned siren iveria reefborn she doesn't traverse that part of the ocean as much she sails the waters between Aurora and Acacia, mostly. My father is kind of another story. I've never <laughs> met him. My mother says he was a dashing rogue of a man. My mother was tracking down a ship in the middle of the Bavassian Sea when a vessel was waylaid by a swarm of goblin tirades. Manageable in small groups as goblin tirade vessels are very small. But this was a massive group. 20 against one. My mother and her crew fought with every fiber of their being. Almost died that day. And she fought all through the night. Was the last of her crew after taking out eight of their ships. As the last of her crew fell, coming out of the mist. The morning she thought would be her last. She saw in the distance a gray, washed-out caravel with charcoal sails. Like the ashen coals the morning after a fire. The silent storm. My father and his crew laid waste to the goblin tirades, and they were grouped around what was left of my mother's ship, like a swarm of bees in a hive. Lined up the shots from the main gun deck nicely, and quickly took them out. The savior ship, you know, boarded my mother's ship. And they fought side by side. My father was no captain. I know that's not very exciting. He was one of the deckhands, in fact. The captain, however, was none other than Rue Thorne. Those days, of course, he was quite young. Not the more well-known captain we know today. My mother said my father was impulsive, brazen, self-assured. He was a fit of passion. And she returned to the mainland to bid him farewell without a second glance. The story of my father isn't really a fairy tale. It wasn't really born out of love. What's Luden's expression look like at that point? As he's listening. <laughs> he asked how long she'd been in the Sparrowhawks. And she got it. He got all this. I mean, like, he's he's not like, like, what's going on? He's just more like, he's just listening. He's, just... <laughs> <laughs> he, he's thinking also in his mind, like, other questions to ask to to keep this this train going to where it'll be to the point where, like, dang. I guess they heard about it. I guess we can even leave. <laughs> Next time, people need to keep their mouths shut. Obviously, he's he's too deep in. He's he's too deep to, to say anything. <laughs> so he's just he's like, oh, wow. And then he'll check over every once in a while. But it's just um, great. <laughs> she kind of looks to you. So to answer your question, I know it was rather long, but I've been, a, I guess I've somewhat been a Sparrowhawk for as long as I've been born. Wow. Uh, did you, did you ever hear anybody uh, hear about anyone called Balin? Balin? Yes, um, he's a half elf. Or, excuse me, a full elf. Sparrowhawk. 
done many adventures. Unless you lied to me. She kind of looks at you and she just kind of like, hey. not that I know of. That's okay. Uh, that's Is okay. that someone you know? Yes, that's uh, that's my stepfather, actually. Um, he was said that he was a part of the Sparrowhawks. Um, ingrained it into my brain what a Sparrowhawk is supposed to be. But who knows? He had uh, lots of stories about his adventures across the country. Um, well, I'm looking for him, but I don't know if I'll find him. Perhaps my mother knows him. There are a great many Sparrowhawks across the entire country, and I don't know all of them by name. <laughs> that would be quite a feat. I feel that you could probably do it, though. With all the things I've seen you be able to pull off here at the city with... Uh, it seems like you don't have a big team. Um, uh, n- not yet. I don't have a big team yet. I have to earn that. But well, I command the individuals that I command well enough. And she just kind of like stutters a little bit. And she just kind of like wasn't expecting you to say that. She'd be like, well, I mean, if you've been a Sparrowhawk your entire life, how much more do you have to prove? I mean, this job doesn't seem like it's good for settling down anywhere. Well, when you have, when you're the daughter of, of, I mean, I'm named after my mother, and I'm very honored to carry on her name, of course, but I have a lot to live up to. Honestly, it's, it's more for myself than anything. Just because she's my mother doesn't mean I'm entitled to a massive team, and... I have to prove myself. And this is part of it, I guess. Hmm. This being just, you know, stakeouts or uh, coming to cities where you're trying to take down large organizations. And... Well, it's a step, but yes. Hmm. You have to mm-hmm. uproot the corruption, and it always starts in places that are lacks of security and military and the cockroaches tend to hide in the dark <laughs> yeah i'm i'm looking for a couple of things in the dark myself but um i have another question for you if you don't mind sure she kind of looks over she goes i should be here by now Hmm. Well, all we can do is wait, right? You said that you trusted, that we are to trust your friend Ermi and you, but you weren't sure to trust the others with information. Do you think that they may have spoke to someone? I doubt it very seriously. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, But while we wait, I, I do have a couple more questions, if you don't mind. Um... How do you get along with your team? How long have you been with them? Well, I've been with my team for a few months. I it hasn't been quite too, quite that long, but I've mm-hmm. known them far before we were in an actual team. We, I don't know. It just just it works. Our goals are aligned. We both trust each other and. 
don't know. I've never really had any issues. Okay. Um, how do you handle conflict in your team? We talk about it. Uh, there was this one time where, you know, I don't know if it was really conflict, but one of the individuals had a bit of a... Oh, they neglected to tell us that they had an allergy. Luden's expression, like, it's, it maintains, like, like the seriousness. But then in his head, he's like, God dang, this, this, is, <laughs> this is not going to go nowhere. <laughs> he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> An allergy, okay. Well, <laughs> if he would have just told us that he had an allergy, my friend wouldn't have, you know, he wouldn't have, you know, suffered. <laughs> I see. He couldn't breathe what? right for like a week. <laughs> oh, that sounds terrible, but uh, it is a quite a little bit amusing. Most um, of the time, if we do disagree, we there's the there's the girl uh, to agree to disagree. It's okay if we don't agree all the time, and sometimes we have different differentiating opinions, but. It's not gonna. We're not gonna kill each other over it. Uh so what is like the biggest disagreement that you guys have ever had? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, they're perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. So Ludo, you get the that. sense that they th- these people just work well together. Yeah. Okay. That sounds that sounds great. Uh, <laughs> it's not a good no. It's not a good uh, dichotomy. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Okay, uh, so Luden will uh, keep sitting there, and after a little bit, he'll he'll uh, speak up again and he'll be like, "Um, so do you have any advice on trying to live this kind of lifestyle? I mean, like." You know, the good, like what, and, and trying to stay lawful when, when it seems like the situation comes harder and harder, or, or is there any gray area, or, uh, and not to speak bad about anyone in the Sparrowhawks, but it does feel like I've, I've been kind of thrown to the wolves a little bit on, on what we specifically need to do. Uh, and I understand that situation, uh, the situation of, you know, what's going on called for it, but uh, well, uh, I'm having difficulty finding that morality. I guess it depends on the individual, of course. I find myself much more lawful than my mother, honestly. She, uh, she would say that rules are, can be broken, that they are guidelines, but if it puts your friends in danger, then they must be broken in order to save those that you love. It's much more difficult for some of us. Well, how can... Uh, so, I guess... My stepfather, Balin, is also very, very, very lawful. Um, ruled with an iron hand made sure that his children understood that the law meant something 
Um, and obviously it's kind of not the reverse situation for you and your mother, but how would she speak out on knowing when something is right versus knowing when something is wrong? I mean, aren't we supposed to be this, this organization that's, that's devoted to keeping the laws in even the places that are not owned by the same city state? She kind of looks at you and she goes, we, we are not lawmakers, Luden. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's the militia, city militias that hold, uphold the law. We are, at least we were in the Cambria, we are granted permissions to skirt around the law so that we may obtain what we needed to help, help people uproot corruption. Interesting. Okay, and that, so at this point, like, Luden's starting to try and figure out, like, where the disconnect was in his mind. <laughs> and he'll pull out, he'll pull out his little Sparrowhawk book, too, and start rereading over, like, the guidelines and stuff, and, and he, he looks very confused, and he's like, um, okay, okay, okay. I, uh, and then he'll look, he'll just look back over at the, um, where the stand is supposed to be. And then he'll sit back down again and he'll just look over at Hennevy and be like, I, I think I'm a little confused. Like what? Then where do you find your morality? And he'll, he'll look back at, at her very inquisitively. <clears throat> I suppose for me, it's what I believe is right. Perhaps that's a little childish and naive of me, but I I abide by what I believe is right and what my own rules are. Sometimes most of it isn't in line with the law. I believe it is in line with the law. Interesting. But I don't go out murdering people. <laughs> No, of course not. Of course not. It's just, you know, still in training. So, a person of power uh, at my disposal to ask questions on <laughs> on my first stakeout in the organization. I I felt that this was the perfect time to ask some of those questions. You seem to have. You seem to think a lot about the things that I've thought about before. For for instance, this scenario. A king sits on a throne. He's a tyrant. The people are starving. People are dying. He sends his men into arms in wars that continue to ravage the lands and destroy. He murdered his own brother to secede to the throne. Someone attempted to kill this man. Or because the law tells tells us that this man is our king. Do we follow him? It's one of the things that I've thought about. It's a conundrum, mm. but according to my own personal belief, this man, he should not be king. And he should die. 
so that someone of worth, someone who's good, should take his stead. Well, I, I guess I only have one more question then. In your scenario, where do the Sparrowhawks lie? Are we an organization made up of people that share a goal of making sure that we can root out corruption and trying to our best to just do what is good? Or are we a centralized organization that adheres to the rules of each city-state that we are allowed to be in? I believe that we are a force that does its best to abide by each city-state. But if, if a situation arises where we cannot, in order for the good of the people, for the good of the, those that we protect, then we forge our path past law. Hmm. But it doesn't really come to that. Hasn't for me, at least, not yet. That's a little reassuring. Um, thank you for answering all of my questions. Of course. <laughs> it, it's, oh, it's a breath of fresh air to have someone that I can speak to about these things. I hope that my answers were satisfactory. I, I think about these kinds of things. I do. I know that it, it seems like it, it's, these are the kinds of scenarios that bother you as well. but Very much so. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. My party makes me think of these things a little bit more than I think yours. <laughs> I get the sense, yes. <laughs> uh, I think they're all still good people, or at least trying to do their best to be good people. She kind of looks over. <sighs> Looks like someone snitched. Yep. Hmm. Well, maybe we should continue this conversation back at the Sparrowhawk again. She looks really disappointed and irritated. She goes, yes, I suppose you're right. And, and he'll, uh, uh, he'll, <laughs> yeah, he'll offer Goodberry. <laughs> She'll take it. Heck yeah. It's like, all right. Let's see if we can find wherever Hush is, right? All right, and you guys make your way out and back to the outpost. And that's where we're going to take our break here for the evening. Uh, just a reminder, we do have a giveaway going on right now. Uh, we are giving away, let me see if I can pop it up on screen. Um, we are giving away the very last founder enamel pin. Uh, and you can enter by using command loot, which is exclamation mark loot or uh, exclamation mark ticket can enter and we're going to draw the winner of our giveaway uh, when we get back from our break so make sure to enter that uh boop all right other than that we're gonna go to break and we'll be back in un momento all right bye guys welcome to aurora a new campaign setting for 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, where your destiny is written in the stars. 
Fate guides your adventurer and stargazer's guide to Aurora. An all-new Zodiac character creation system assigns your adventurer one of 12 signs which rewards you with powerful abilities and character-defining detriments. What's your sign? No, that's the wrong question. Who are you? Frostwane? Lamentium? Fluortide? These powers are yours to define or let fate decide. Choose wisely. Your sign connects your character to the world of Aurora. Manifestations of the mighty signs appear to spur your adventurer toward their ultimate goal or away from paths destructive to their future. Adventure is calling. Discover a new world of brilliantly diverse cities, dozens of unique landmarks, and long-forgotten dungeons waiting to be uncovered. Join arms with allies and cross swords with worthy adversaries. Fantastic NPCs with their own adventure hooks, backstories, and motivations are spread throughout the world, ready to aid your party or become the latest villain. The old gods are gone. Aurorians worship a new pantheon. The masters of the weave are more connected to their acolytes than ever before. Find your faith with 12 all-new gods across two different pantheons. Encounter fantastical monsters under the shadow of Mount Vera and under the Sable Sands with powerful magic items, new spells, and weapons. Explore one of 12 new subclasses available for the canon D&D classes and tie them directly to your background with factions that have been intricately woven into Aurorian lore. Destiny is calling, adventurer. Look unto the heavens. Your story is in the stars. Hi, I'm Reyna. I play Prearia on Fate's End here at Ink and Liar, and I'm here to talk to you about Mount Vera, which is a point of interest in our world of Aurora. And it features something super cool called the Iridescent Ocean. The Iridescent Ocean is a sea of clouds around the peak of this mountain with magical properties akin to true polymorph, ultra memory, and featherfall. So what that means is that like creatures that pass up through the clouds, like on the way up the mountain, they gain these bestial properties. They become things like centaurs, like minotaurs, and serpent people, just all kinds of like human animal hybrids. And they have a little village up there of all these creatures. And they have no knowledge of their lives before, what is underneath the clouds. It is, as far as they know, there's only their island and this ocean, which shimmers like dreams, and diamonds, and glitter. So creatures, that live on the peak of the mountain have no idea what's underneath. If someone disappears, as far as they know, they just fell off the earth. But what really happens is as you pass back down through the ocean, you are once again polymorphed into a basic woodland creature, like a squirrel or a fox, <laughs> but you retain your intelligence. So as far as you know, you've just always been a really smart rabbit <laughs> which is really cool.
Hello, my name is Christian Hatcher, and I play Luden Archbane on Fate's End, and today I'm going to be talking to you guys about the Martial subclass in Stargazer's Guide to Aurora. There are three main ones, uh, the Sparehawks, the Peacekeepers, and the Scarlet Sanctuary. Now, there are different benefits to joining any of the different organizations. First, the Sparehawks. If you join the Sparehawks, the organization is a little bit more structured, and you kind of get the ability to have different bases all over Aurora, um, and you get some allies that might be willing to help you out. Uh, that kind of moves you over into the Peacekeepers, where it's a lot less structured, but your ability to gain allies is a lot quicker. You can actually deputize people to help you out. Uh, you just gotta pay them a little gold. And then finally, there's the Scarlet Sanctuary. Now, the Scarlet Sanctuary is interesting if you have a very lore-heavy campaign. Um, I personally think of it like kind of a Sherlock's home, Sherlock Holmes kind of thing. Um, you can request information from uh, this organization and it might be able to help you out with finding out some of the mysteries that go on in Aurora or uh, whatever your DM might throw at you. Um, I personally love playing in the Sparrowhawks because it allows my character to be grounded in the story right away, especially as a character that came in a little later in our Fates in campaign. I had a reason to be there. So find out your reason to use the Marshall subclass. Be creative with it. Why would your character be in one of these organizations? It makes the story interesting. Um, so if you're interested, why not try it out and Starcaser's Guide to Aurora. What's up guys? I'm Brandon Hatcher. I am a cast member on Fates In, and I'm also a writer on the Stargazer's Guide to Aurora. Uh, my section is Krygos Lake. And Krygos Lake is basically what would happen if an ancient white dragon flew to a dense tropical forest and decided to make that his lair. So Krygos, uh, the lake is completely frozen over and the presence of the ancient white dragon has basically changed the environment of the area. So you know, you'll see stuff like white dire wolves and, and snow foxes and polar bears and stuff like that from the Arctic. But you'll also see creatures like deer and elk and chipmunks and rabbits and stuff roaming around. So it's a very interesting blend of fauna and flora in this area. Um, and the forest holds a lot of secrets. And one of uh, one thing that I can share with you is a uh, among the surrounding towns, there's a there there are different differing stories about this creature that roams the forest. Some people say he's a yeti. Some people say he's a spirit of the forest. Some people say he might be a fae that's just playing tricks on people. But no one really quite knows for sure. Um, and I can't wait for the players to actually be able to pull on that thread and uncover all of the secrets that Krygos Lake has to offer. I would never hurt people on purpose, Bog One. 
All right, then we can trust her, Moyos. <laughs> She's not gonna hurt anybody. <laughs> Oh, uh, does anyone have a lockpick? No! No, we don't need one! Extra, extra, read all about it! What's that you've got there, mister? Why, this right here is Nine Realms Gaming. Nine Realms Gaming? That's right, top-notch gaming accessories made from some of the finest woods this side of the city has to offer. We got your dice vaults, we got your dice towers, dice trays, hero vaults, you name it. Oh my! Careful now, don't swoon into traffic. You can mosey on down to their website now. Use exclusive partner code LIA10 to get 10% off your purchase. What was that code again? That's LIA10. L-Y-R-E-10 at NineRealmsGaming.com. Hurry, they're sound like hotcakes. And we are back. Let me go ahead and pick the winner of our giveaway. Let's see who won. Close giveaway. Draw a winner. Brother B. I knew it. I knew it. You got the last one? Yes. You got the okay. last one. Finally wow. comes full circle. So, <laughs> Finally <laughs> comes full circle. I told wow. you it was mine. A little backstory. Wow. A backstory. A little backstory in this. We usually don't let our cast members <laughs> enter at all. Um, Brandon is convinced that he has never received a founder pin because we gave them to all of our cast members as well so that they would have I never, some. I never got one. And he says one. he's never gotten one. And I was like, I, t I said, I said, during, um, I said, like, I think before, before we started the stream tonight, I was like, you know what? Fine. Go ahead. Enter. Go ahead and enter. And if you get it, you get it. Okay. <laughs> now he got it. Now I got it. Other than he that, guys, the cast is never, <laughs> never enters the giveaway. But for this one exception, <laughs> I let him enter. <laughs> uh, see, the, if the universe wanted it to happen. The one time you let me into it, it looked like it, it's true. And and Brandon has been a Brandon was a part of the first ever campaign that was ever set in Aurora. So I feel like it's pretty, you know, it was a 20% well. chance to win. So only five people entered anyway. But he won. I don't care. Wow, I raining won. all over the parade. Yeah. yeah I, I looted. I'm not diminishing it. I'm just I saying, like the fact. I now. I feel. I feel. I feel. Okay. Watch him lose it and then okay. be like, I never got one. I never got one. I never got one. I didn't. I didn't lose the. Play. All I know is it better right. be for you next time I come visit you. Right. I think we're gonna anyway. I think we're gonna make more pins though. Like not 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 of this, but like I think we're gonna make more pins like of, of mm. a different design to give away in the future because pins are awesome. Barbucks pins. A Barbucks pin. Oh, we need a Barbucks pin. <laughs> we're gonna have a chaotic petty pin. You better believe it. I'm Yo, you know in the Discord, all chaotic our... petty, fey bullshit. Mm. Uh, Oh, yeah. We could go. Thank you. That is very kind, but that's. I just want one for me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and it's like little, just uh, saying, just for our, me. 
<laughs> all of our Discord emotes as pins, like all of our faces and stuff. Our oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, interesting. Collect them all. Type yeah. of stuff. So y'all come <laughs> join the Luden army. Sabrina, <laughs> you you made all of those illustrations, right? Of the little icons. Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah those. definitely make those pins. <laughs> all right, jumping back in, we'll we'll switch over to Reina as uh, Prayaria makes her way over to uh, Horace Burble's house to a. I mean, she has class with him. She's an I'm understudy. Very and also to attempt to sneak back in the books that Ermir stole. You arrive at his household. Let's cross those fingers. <laughs> yes. And you knock, and uh, you hear a. It takes a good second, and he. And he, you just see him smile immediately, immediately as he sees you. And he goes, "I'm so, I'm so glad that you made it. Um, uh, please, please c come in. I've, I've already prepared some of our concoctions uh, and our ingredients for today's lesson. I, there was something that I wanted to give you yesterday that I did not get the chance to give you. Actually, um, it was um. mostly due to the." The whispers and the horrifying mess that ensued. But uh, it, well, there's no need to dwell on that, of course. Um, uh, but please come in, come in and take a seat, and I'll get it. Oh, um, well, do you mind? Um, do you have a bathroom here somewhere? Oh, a loo. Uh, I oh, yes. do actually. It's out in the back where the garden is. I um I would just um like to step in for a moment if I could. Of course. And you just <laughs> make your way outside to the loo. Yep. Uh, to, to the loo. Ah, she was hoping that it would um would be inside somewhere, but uh, most restrooms are outside. <laughs> You're just gonna have to scale the side of the house and break through a window. <laughs> well, just <laughs> throw it. Just throw it. In the window up the top. Just leave it on top of the toilet like he was doing reading. Yeah. <laughs> say, don't you remember? I remember you bringing just him to the bathroom with you yesterday. You're just crazy. That's all. You just knock him out and go get it. Put it up there and say, wake up. You inhaled too much poison. Like, <laughs> Wow. Uh, with all the ideas. Okay. Uh, let's see. Should she? While you're standing in the bathroom, you hear the echoing voices of your party members in your yeah. mind. <laughs> All very helpful. Oh yes, she sees she sees their little forms on her shoulders, like little angels and devils, and they're not helping. She's like, oh. She's like okay. Um, Why don't you just give it to him? <laughs> that's, right? that's, that's exactly what Finn would say. Oh. <laughs> A lone angel. <laughs> Silence. Thank you, tiny Finn. Prayaria, what do you do? <laughs> Uh, she just kind of as all the little angels on your shoulder in various Manic forms of Samson, Lude, and Finelai, Ermir, and Esperis try to tell you what to do, but what do you do, Brianna? <laughs> <laughs> okay, she comes up with she comes up with a plan. She takes a deep breath. She prays to whatever god is up there, and she she rejoins Horus back in the house. Okay, you rejoin Oris back in the house. Um, and uh, he is, uh, he, he has like a small box 
um, that's probably like, well, it's not small, but it's like it's a medium sized box and stuff. And, uh, oh, what is all of this? He kind of looks at you and he goes, I, I really appreciate how kind you've been to me. Um, you know, when I was a boy, uh, I uh, nasty business with uh, some thugs and they, there was a sorcerer that cast a nasty spell on me and muddled oh muddled part of my mind a little bit and as he kind of smiles like only half of his smile goes up kind of like someone who suffered from a stroke or something oh. and um, he kind of smiles and half of his smile goes up and you've just been very kind to me I, I know I look much older than I am but you appreciate the plants and and the alchemical arts and and I just I just wanted to give this to you and he hands you the box. Oh, um, thank you very much. Um, I was not expecting gifts. I would have brought something. I am um, guessing that you have your appearance up. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's there's no need to give me anything in return, but I I just wanted to. I, I I thought if anybody could appreciate it, it would be you. Should Should I open now, or you You can open it whenever you like. Is Is right. no pressure to open it in front of me. Okay, she opens it anyway. <laughs> okay, you open the box, and immediately this strong. Um, yellow glow just kind of emanates out from it and you look down and there's this very large blooming flower it's is the center of it is this beautiful golden color and it kind of like gradiates out to a sunset orange and there's just these little pollen little bits of pollen just kind of floating around it and this kind of like filigree of gold coming out from the center and up the, the, the petals. Um, it's a sun lotus and they are very rare and they are native to the desert. Oh my, did, did you grow this? I, I did actually, it, it took a few years, but it, it, it bloomed not too long ago. It's, it's rather remarkable actually. Uh, if if you eat it raw, uh, it will grant you health and will restore your vitality. Uh, you can also brew it into potions that grant health and, and uh, vitality as well. In a whole, on a more technical aspect, uh, eating it raw will grant you 2d8 hit points. Uh, it will also lesser restoration. It also casts lesser restoration on you if you eat it raw. You can also um, brew a, a salve of greater restoration, a potion of superior healing, or a potion of invulnerability from it. And so choose. Excellent. Uh, Prayaria is very flustered as she looks at this very beautiful plant. Uh, she's kind of um, slowly puts the, um, puts the lid back on and she's just like, kind of fidgets like oh um <laughs> I, I i know you have um, no way of of knowing um that I, I am i am not from here you um you you know that uh i'm sorry it's just um where i am from such a grand gesture with um um you just proposed to me 
he immediately turns beet red. <laughs> and he goes, I mean, not that I don't think you're beautiful. I do. I just, that would be very forward, very upfront. And, 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 I, I, know and this, I this is quite I, a lot. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, just, I had no idea. I, 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 bro. Um, please don't think poorly of me. I, and I don't want, I hope I did not oh, disrespect. No, it's fine. I just um I felt I should um explain uh thank 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 you um do do you still I I understand it is not meant in this way um do you still wish to 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 give yeah, I mean yes but I I don't mean to pr propose not that I again I don't okay. you you're very lovely and I I do oh, like yes, you quite I, a bit I just, but. Uh, which, but I, it's oh, not any kind of uh, marital oh, contract. Oh, or... <laughs> oh I just uh, okay. <laughs> um, um, mm. uh, oh, um, do you do you hear that? Should we? Uh, uh, maybe I should just get. Maybe I'll put the kettle on. Some tea. Yes, some tea. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put some. Have some tea on. Yes, I'll do that. <clears throat> And he goes oh, over and, yes. <laughs> and and then maybe we well, maybe we'll we'll divert. I mean, we'll maybe we'll start brewing some potion, and and I could teach you some other things, maybe. Oh yes, uh, that would be uh, quite. I also um, I think I heard a small a small noise. Um, I I would just go. You heard a small a small no a small noise. Oh yes, when I was outside, I see um. Many, many birds and small things um, around the window. I was afraid one may have gotten in. I was just going to, if you don't mind me checking. It's just I'm good with animals, you see, Hunter. Uh, sure. Perhaps you just need some fresh air. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> that, that is fine. Okay. Um, I will um, open the window, if that is all right, while you make tea. Oh, okay. Okay. Which window do you open? Oh, whichever one's furthest away from the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I figured, I figured. It would be up in near the study. <laughs> yes, so she's going to go do that and she's going to she's going to use the um the flustered frenzy that has just been worked up to um excuse herself. Okay. Oh wait. Okay. So um, he's in the kitchen. Priari mm -hmm. is up by the study. Mm -hmm. His back is, is turned where... to you. His back is turned to you. He is making tea. Excellent. Uh, where did Oromir find the book? Was it in the study or was it up in his room? It was upstairs. Okay. <laughs> She's going to, let's see. Hold on, what was my, what was my spoil? What are you doing, Prairie? <laughs> some some shifty things. Okay, she's going to cast minor illusion to um kind of make the sounds of her like shuffling around in the room, and is going to sneak as quickly and quietly as she can upstairs. <laughs> Hear me, um. First of all, thank you for the raid, Fateful Encounters. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Good to have you. 
let me shout y'all out real quick. Uh, so I'm sorry. What 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 are you casting, Prayaria? A minor illusion. She's using it to make sounds. Coming from. Oops. Coming from uh, the study. Okay. What are the sounds? Just like shuffling. Just like, you know, somebody moving around in the other room. Okay. And you go upstairs real quick? Yes. Make a stealth check for me. Excellent. Are we able to do that in... The forge, yes. In the forge, okay, cool, cool. Oh wow. Plus 10? Holy yep. poop. I am very prepared. Holy poop, that's very high. <laughs> um, you dart up to the second floor. You know that you have to be fast. Yes. She immediately puts the um the first book, the not hidden book, down on the desk. Uh, she might put it under some papers or something, just okay. so, like in case he's been looking for it. And she starts looking for the notch on the desk to put the other one back. Make an investigation check. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, that's a 10. With a 10, um, you uh, you don't find it. It's it, it's hard. Like, you could spend more time trying to find it, or you could just drop the book on top of the other one and go back downstairs, but you know that you do not have the time. Yikes. Okay. Yeah, she just puts the other book. Um, it just, like, fell out of the bottom of the table or something. Like, underneath the table? Yeah, she just, like, put it on the floor. Like, maybe it just fell. I don't know. <laughs> then she goes back downstairs. All right, you make your way back downstairs. Uh, give me another stealth check real quick. Which I have a feeling you'll do positively fine. Well, 14? 14? Yeah, you're fine. Okay. It wasn't that high because he is so flustered. <laughs> and like, he almost, like, he wants to stay away from you for a little while because he <laughs> feels like he has completely ruined this relationship. <laughs> And uh, oh. he he hear he does hear you kind of moving he does hear you moving around but like he doesn't turn around um, and he just kind of waits for you to approach. Uh, but the Excellent books course. have been the books have been returned. Outside of that, um, I'm guessing the you for the rest of this for the rest of this interaction you learn things. Yes, she will do her best to make it not awkward anymore now that she's gotten what she needs to do done. Okay, <laughs> and she does like work. All right, then we are going to move over to Samson, I believe, and Finn. Is there anything, anyone else with you? Just Samson, Finn? Just us. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And what are you two doing? Well, we are walking through the market, correct? Walking the market. We're going to find a magic shop of some kind, a place where we could order some meridium to the house in question over at 628 Emerald and 
also buy some other stuff. Okay. Uh, and why not? Um, do you guys want to roleplay this out? I know we're... Um... I don't need to roleplay buying stuff. Yeah, I don't. I wasn't. Sh- I wasn't sure you guys wanted to roleplay buying stuff. <laughs> um, for uh, you were looking for an immov- a movable rod, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that's two thousand gold. Two thousand gold. Mm-hmm. That's a really expensive stick, Samson. I know. Let's see how much we have. Mm. How much do we have? We got like 6,000 gold. It's fine. Is the stick really worth it? I mean, can't we take a stick and just hold person or something? It's a little... I guess a stick wouldn't really be a person, would it? I mean, her price is a little bit aggressive. Um... You could try to haggle. Can I I haggle him down? Can I cast? try to haggle? I will help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I cast friends and try to haggle them down to a, sure. a reasonable price of a thousand gold instead. <laughs> sure. Make a uh, persuasion check, I believe. Great. That is going to be a... Oh, with advantage, right? Yeah, because I'm smiling at them. And I get, no. And I cast, I, I, I no. cast friends. With I you cast can friends. you get you get your friends, but you don't get you don't get advantage with <laughs> Who can say no to this face, Lauren? That'd be a sixteen. A sixteen? Yeah, I'd say you'd be able to haggle it down to a thousand. Great. Uh, we also want to buy. I, I think that's fair. We also want to buy as many greater healing potions as we can. I don't know how much any of these are off the top of my head. Give me a second. <laughs> All right. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? And we're waiting for um, 150 Kyle. each. When, while we're waiting for Kyle to come back from the Kyle uh, from the back with all of our greater healing potions, okay. all that he has, uh, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna look over at Finn. I'm saying, uh, so Finnella, how, w- how was your date? Oh, um, I think it went really well, actually. Well, most of it went really well. We, um, we almost, well, no, we didn't almost drown her. We just got a woman, um, wet in the lake, and then we hit her with a candle. On purpose? (laughs) Well, yeah, but it was just playing around, you know? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. And, uh, then we talked. We talked a lot. And we learned a lot about each other. Um, and, uh, yeah. Wait, then, uh, wait, I'm sorry. Did you say that you dumped a woman in the lake? Yeah. And Esprit was cool with that? Well, not at first, but I convinced her. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Go on, go on, go on. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um, but then, I guess, she thinks I'm a little young. Like, she called me a like a toddler. <laughs> well, that's, um, that's preposterous. Why would she say that? I I don't know. I guess I just maybe I mean in elf years I'm very young, she was saying. And I don't know. I just wanted to ask you like are there things that like do you have any tips for me to act more mature? You know, like to show her that I'm 
really mature because you're like really old, right? And maybe you can teach me how to act old too. But in a good way, like a mature way, not like an old, crusty way. Every fiber of Samson's being is hurt, uh, but that's okay. Not that you're crusty and old. That's, you know, I'm just going for cool, mature, old. I, well, I mean, Finelai, you're not an elf, right? Well, no, as you can see, I'm half elf. Okay. And she, 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 she definitely knows that. Okay. That's I would think so. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of obvious, right? I mean, you, one would think, I mean, I don't know. Um, uh, yes, Kyle, we're going to take four of those greater healing potions. Um, yeah, I don't, maybe it's just a surprise. No, what, you've got to have tips for me. Come on. Yeah, you're what, you're what, early 20s? You've been on lots of dates, right? Well, well, no, but I want to act like I have. I've, this mm. was like my, my first one. I can see. Okay, 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 okay. All right. So, I can see how you might feel that way. So, here's here's what I would do. Here's what I would do. When you're dealing with someone who's a little bit more experienced than you are, um, I would recommend that you kind of let them lead the situation. You know, you don't want necessarily... To, you know, you don't want to command the room or anything like that. They've been on lots of dates or they've been in lots of situations. You want to let them lead you a little bit. But yeah, but if I let her lead, then she'll think I'm like a baby or something. She'll no, think I don't um, have like initiative or, or something. I don't, I don't know if that's the case. Cause like, if you, I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Sometimes, sometimes there's a, a great sense of maturity and knowing what your limitations are. You know, it's like, oh, I can't, I can only go so far, you know, and <laughs> I, I think it's, I think it's a good idea. You know, that's, this is just me. It's just me. Um, I would recommend, recommend, you know, asking Esperis what she wants to do, you know, mm. you don't necessarily have to get her to do the things that you want to do, but to find out the things that she wants to do and then. And then join in on those. You know, does that make sense? Find out what her needs are for the date. I guess so. So I just ask her what she wants to do and let her decide. And that'll make me more mature. Yeah, I would say, I would say what you want to try and do, because Esprit is a little bit older than you. You know, and I think probably twice as much so. Just if like a can, little bit. Yeah, you want what you want to do is you want to find something that Esperis enjoys mm. and figure out why she likes it. You know, like be curious about it because it's going to seem really boring, but if you're going to be mature, you need to at least act interested. Does that make mm. sense? I think so. Yeah. Act I, interested yeah. in boring stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, look, Finn. Esperis is a treasure. I agree. She she is gorgeous. She is smart. She's kind. 
she's generous, and if you're going to not mess this up, you got to kind of lean into it a little bit because you're punching up here, okay? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, is there any kind of like you know cologne or something that I can borrow from you? I, you don't. You don't want to wear. You don't want to wear my cologne. Esprit hates me. You don't want to smell like me, I promise. Okay. Yeah, you just you just be the best version of yourself, and you'll be okay. Be the best version of myself, but muted and quiet, because I'm listening. You're you're listening to Esther Reese. You're not listening yeah. to everyone else. Just find out what she likes, and then try to try to engage in that way. Does that make sense? Because yes. Well, that's that's what I would suggest. I mean, like. Did you have fun? It was, was it so much. Day? It was so much fun. Yeah. She's a lot more, well, between you and me, she's a lot more fun than I expected her to be, right? Because she doesn't often show that side. <laughs> so, did yeah. You ask her, did you ask her if she had fun? Uh, I guess I didn't. Well, I thought she was having fun. She was laughing. That's usually... What you do in your... Do you think she... Esperis has laughed at every joke I've ever made. I don't think ever once she thought it was funny. I know, it's hard. It's very tough. Thank you, Kyle. I pay, I, I <laughs> pay, just I like, pay. oh my god, no. Esperis should never have any fun on our day. <laughs> that was 600 gold for the four? Mm-hmm. All right. Wonderful. Yeah, I think uh, I'm so happy. Are you, did you did you set up a second date? Uh, I mean, you don't don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. Well, let's, let's wait till after we find her his dad. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about. Well, it. I asked her to like read a book together. Does that count? To read a book together. Yeah, like she was going to the library to get a new book, and I thought it would be, I mean. Finn, did you see her the last time she had a book? Her mouth moves when she reads. I mean, mine like, does too. We could move our mouths together. <sighs> it could be a bonding experience, right? Just make sure it has pictures, and we'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, I held her hand. I did it twice. Very Once good. when we were running away, and the second time when we were shooting my my sling. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. It was very warm. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> Try not to be so excited about that. That'll make you seem more mature. Oh, okay. I mean, it was really exciting, but I guess I just have to act like it's not a big deal. <laughs> I know. I know. You got you need to act like you belong. You know. Does that make sense? Yeah. I. I guess. Like I, I belong. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Right. You're doing great. You're doing great. You're doing great. You're already like don't one day in. You'll see. Okay. All right. So don't ask her for a second date yet. Real date. Yeah. Not a like, book reading date. Okay. Yeah. Be a little bit coy. Coy with it. Coy. And then, then come back with it. Okay. <laughs> Act coy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you. That really helps. I'm hoping. Here, here, take one of these potions. Okay. Wait, am I 
taking it, taking it. I'm just no, just keep taking it on your person. Fifty gold. Keep it, keep it on your person. It's a hundred. It's a it's a greater healing potion. Okay, I'll put it in my bag. So, you guys shop. Jesus Christ! <laughs> How is that? Good and simultaneously awful. <laughs> so the main piece of advice is ask Esperis what she wants to do. Have you ever had a conversation with Esperis? Okay. Oh, yeah, this is no, going to be delicious. Um, I have a oh, picture book, Esperis. I've noticed that you move your mouth while you're reading. So I, I love that so much. Oh, oh my God. I got an ABC so book. <laughs> I've got uh, 12 intelligence. I'm above average, you uh, guys. Uh, okay. I can't wait for Finn's attempts at being coy. I love it. I know. I'm so excited. Um, with that. Uh, <laughs> oh, while, while we're out, let's go. Can we find Cyprian? Uh, I thought we were supposed to wait. Were you buying? Were you buying Meridium? Too? Oh yeah, we ordered. We ordered Meridium to Horace's house. Okay, that would cost. All of like you can get a small little chunk for all of the rest of your money. How much gold? How much money do I have? You said like six thousand. You can get a small. It's definitely not grade A. <laughs> uh, we will buy. Can we buy? It's that expensive. How much is it? <laughs> Can we buy some empty crates with the word Meridian written on the yeah. side? Yeah. Can we get some empty crates and fuck up the ledgers? We already have access to the ledgers. You could definitely do something shady and like buy a whole bunch of, like get some boxes maybe and like set Can up I a buy... scam that you are ordering large things of Meridian. No, we, we, we want to make sure they take crayon. it. We want to make sure that if they open it up, they take it back to the right place. Can we buy a thousand gold pieces worth of Meridian? Sure. All right, cool. It's just not going to be grade A. Okay. Is the immovable rod like a stick? Is it really just a stick? It's a no, rod. No, it's an immovable rod. It takes like, a, I think like a thousand pounds of force to move it after it's been clicked. Yeah, Can I toss it up and down? Yeah. <laughs> While yeah, we're walking just... through the market. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. It's like yay big. You click it, it like on one side up. and then you click it oh, no. and then it just holds in place. Mm. It's going to be it's an amazing tool. So, yeah, we should probably get back with the others, and then we yeah. can find him. I'm I have an idea, though. Can I build an immovable rod? Okay. So yeah. you you regroup with the others at this point? I I do, and I give one greater healing potion to Esperis and one to Priyari. So oh, um, that's all right. I have. I have this now. <laughs> she just shows him the box with the. We got a bunch of them. Um, when you guys see Luden, he's a little bit like, he's not off in the corner or anything like that, but he is just like thinking to himself a little bit, uh, and he just looks like a uh, very contemplative. Contemplative. Uh, uh, what do you guys see? Just want to put that out there. Luden, we got you a potion. Mm, thank you. Hey, catch this. I'm going to throw the rod at him. Catch the rod. Isn't it cool? What is it? 
It's a rod. Yeah. It's an immovable one. Yeah. And it's mine. So Ludum just what, starts you, you, you moving it around. Just click the button. Just click the button. <laughs> and then he'll click the button and try and move it. And obviously like stops in his hand and like <gasps> it really does work. He'll he'll let go and just like do a pull up on He's gonna start trying to push it. Do a pull up, Ludin. What is this for? How is it? Pull ups. All over around it. It's a a workout tool. Oh, yeah. It's called magic, Ludin. Yeah, I get that, Uri. Like, (laughs) it's just a rod. Yeah, an immovable rod. No move. Yeah, you can't move it. Hence the name. Whatever. (laughs) Walk a little over. Is anyone going to try to do a pull up on it? I will. I will. I mean, I will. <laughs> Finn winks at Samson like. <laughs> yeah. As, as everyone looks at this exchange, like, what is going on? Finn will right? swagger over to the movable rod and try and do a pull up. Is it a strength check? Athletics. It's okay. We can do this. That's a fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you, you do. You do. You do. You do fairly well. It, it's not like you know, like few kicks. It's not. It's not like Christian who. <laughs> but, but it's just kind of like. <laughs> not like literal Christian. Not not like literal Christian. Yeah. One arm in it. Just. One arm in it. <laughs> uh, that was easy. Easy, easy. <laughs> Very nice. I am. Um... Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just trying to figure out how to get it back down. I guess I'll just jump up there. I, I <laughs> jump up and grab it, and then like, and then fall back down <laughs> to the ground. While Samson is midair, uh, I'll say something. I got a, a book at the library, so when we get back to Spiro, I will um, I will read the book. So if you want to read the book, then I will have it there when you want to read it. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, that sounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does it have like lots of pictures in it? No, it's uh, it's poetry. It's elvish. Uh... Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's. Ben. Isn't your book due soon? What? What do you? What do you mean? He means you are you calling Cyprian anytime soon? Is there a specific location we have to be in to get in contact with Cyprian? Or um... wait, do you like poetry, Espris? Ah, yes, I, I do. <laughs> I, I like this particular poet quite a lot. Um, maybe do poetry later. We are trying to meet with. Yes. Cyprian, right? Right. <clears throat> um, yeah, I have an idea on how to get him to come out. I, um, is... well, I figured uh, we could all hide. And well, it's kind of mean, actually, now that I think about it. I project maybe like an illusion of Cassius, and then he'll come out um, to, to, to look at him, and then we say hi Cyprian <laughs> surprise <laughs> no I, I thought it was I mean 
No, it's very, it's very, <laughs> it's a very clever idea. It's just that Cassis or Ami has been out walking with us quite a lot of the day, and Cyprian has not showed up then. Oh, wait. What time was it when he was on the bench? Um, six p.m. or something. Yeah, it was it yesterday the, the evening. Yeah. Well, do you want me to take? Uh, do you want to take uh, Cassius with you all? No, not at this one. Okay. Maybe he'll come out during the day, or do you think he only comes out at night? Like a bat? I, I don't know. <laughs> I bet. I bet I could. Um, I bet I could get a hold of him if we wanted to set up a meeting for later. He's been following us all this time. I'm sure he will find us. How would How you would get you a hold of us? <laughs> I'll just go over to the Alluring Embers and sit wistfully beside the chasm, and I bet he'll come find me. Why don't we all just go sit wistfully by the cavern? It would probably work. It would probably How does work. one okay. sit wistfully? <laughs> Agreed. What you, is a wist? You know what? I'll show you. Um, are you are you all okay leaving now? It's just crisscross applesauce. This <sighs> is applesauce. Is there anything anyone needs to get done before we head out? Or um... I'm good. No. All right, one second, everyone. And Luda's going to head over to um, Hennevi, um and be like, hey, Hennevi, um, so I know uh, that you were looking for uh, Cyprian again. Apparently, we are... One of the party members has made contact with Cyprian. And um, we will be having a conversation with him. Uh, did want to let you know, just in case anyone did find him tailing. We have no idea how to find him. But we're going to try some things. Um, right now, it seems that the contact that Finelai has made has made us a little bit more curious about his motives and who exactly he is. Um, I'm sure I can report back any details of this meeting when I get back. And... To my knowledge, if he is involved with Hush or not. Is that okay? Do you need any backup? Do you want some of us to tail and take a step back? Not this time. I don't think sure? Cyprian... Yeah, I don't think Cyprian is the one to try to do something in public. And as I said right now, me and the party are not in the best of graces. Uh, we're not like yours. <laughs> by any means necessary, but I don't want to put fuel on that flame. If that makes any sense. Well, be careful. Sure thing. And if there is a large issue, I'm quite sure <laughs> a large ruckus will be heard and you guys will know where we are. Uh, we are going to, and then he tells the location, like we're going outside of the, um, the strands of Saffron and uh, there's a little fountain there, so near Sable's Oasis. But I doubt anything is going to happen. Right. Well, do be careful. Would hate if anything happened to you. I appreciate that. Uh, we'll be back soon. Good luck. And thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll give a smile, little wink, and uh, head over. She just kind of smiles and like she turns away very quickly. (laughs) So Luden, all you get when you return is just a little. He just keeps. He just keeps walking. <laughs> Pretend we weren't watching, but we totally were. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever. Let's go to this place and talk. All to right. This I don't like. I I lead the party to the chasm where I found Cyprian the first time when he was dangling his legs over the edge. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I go and dangle my legs over the same area and just wait because I assume he'll find us and he'll. Take that as a an opportunity to come talk. Yeah, okay. Luden. That's, 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 that's kind of what he did when he wanted me to come talk to him. Yeah. yeah Luden will look at Samson like very clueless. And just be looking around like, is this is this what wistfully sitting does? You just it just brings people. All you have to do is sit down. <laughs> what do you think is at the bottom of that chasm? Probably not Cyprian. So alone is waste. Yeah, just jump. You'll see. So just sit here. Mm, it it takes about an hour <laughs> to. <laughs> but in effort to entertain Finali, uh, Esprit is gonna take like a pebble and throw it into the chasm to see if we can like hear it hit the bottom just while we're waiting. You don't gradually hear. do like bigger, bigger rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? I'm sorry. You said we don't hear it. You don't hear it hit the bottom. after an hour. It's, it's too far away to it, hear it. It's I think too far away to hear it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That rock fell for an hour. <laughs> what if I mean, boulder? that's what it sounded like to me. No. Really? Okay. What if it hits a dragon's head on the way down? Well, that would make we'll know in about an hour. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> it takes about an hour or two, but eventually you see um, a elven man approach you all, and uh, of course not looking like Cy- uh, Cyprian. Uh, blonde hair, um, green tunic, and uh, he walks up and says, Look at this whole group has come to speak with me this time. What a pleasant surprise. Hey, the wistful sitting did actually work. Good evening. Uh, Yes, we were um, hoping to speak with you as a group. Is this a good place to have a conversation? It depends on the topic of the conversation. You know why we're here. Well, yes, I would prefer to speak in a more private, secluded area. Away from prying eyes and ears. At least most. I know you all are accustomed to talking about private matters in public places, but I'd prefer this conversation taken in private. I want to hit him so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Smug SOB. That sounds like a good idea. (laughs) Looking at the growing anger on (laughs) Ermish. He, uh... He kind of like smirks at all of you and he says, Shall we hold hands then? I don't bite. Unless you ask. 
sure. Finn goes to stand up and hold Cyprian's and then Esprit's. That's how he positions himself. I'll hold Cyprian's other hand. Okay. Come on, guys. I've done this before. It's fine. It's safe. And the hand holding is a part of it? Yes. It's going to feel really weird at first, but don't worry. We won't die. Well, Arya grabs Aramir's hand and then grabs Samson's other hand. All right. Yeah. Asperis takes Finn and then just kind of takes, I'm sure Luna is not cooperating, but he's so confused. <laughs> and he's, he's like, what is going on? It's better not to ask too many questions. It's fine. Hands, it's part of the thing. Did you not hear? <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> he's so mad. <laughs> So, Luden, as, as you are the last individual to take hold of your one of your friend's hands, yeah. all of you immediately feel as if you're being stretched through a needle of an eye. You feel yourself compress very rapidly. The pressure on your ears is extremely uncomfortable, like that of a pressurized cabin on a plane. And very abruptly, your ears pop, and the building pressure is immediately relieved. And you look around and you find yourself in a completely different location. Uh, one that you are familiar with, Finali. You are completely surrounded by rocks in a sandstone room about 50 feet by 50 feet. And the most notable feature of this place is that there is no entrance or exit, but you do see a massive gaping hole in the ceiling and sand pouring down into the chasm, uh, into a chasm in the cent- into this chasm in the center of the room but it feels like the sand has kind of filled the room mostly. And it looks as though there used to be a tunnel that led from this place, but uh, the cave extinguished any hope of leaving long ago. He kind of, he kind of looks at you all and he goes, a little bit of a passageway that uh, was caved in quite a long time ago. But you are still near Sable, I assure you. If you don't mind, do you have ways to disguise yourselves? Luden just puts his hood up. And where puts his mask down. That should do. Uh, and the rest of you. Mother loves to intrude from time to time, and I ensure I assure you it's for your own safety as well as my own. I have ways of knowing when she is watching. And if there happens to be an abrupt change in conversation, I ask that you go along with it for both of our sakes. We can do that. So right, guys? I, I can help two people. Uh, he he also not? has potions on hand in case um, to change your appearance. Yes. So. These are the vestments of an acolyte of Remblace. I don't carry ever clothing with me, but I can do something. I will, I will disguise self um, to make myself just look like, I don't know, more look like Groon, and then uh, just a half-orc, green half-orc guy. And then I'll just cast invisibility on Esperus. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, thank you. Esperus, you I, immediately disappear. <laughs> may, hey, am I, may I continue speaking, or is part of it that I am? No, 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 you can talk all you want, it's fine. Got like an hour. I'll do the same. I, I, I can actually 
make two people invisible. So I'll make Esperis and Ludin invisible. Oh, I can do that too. I'll touch uh, Ermir. Invisible. Thank you. See, so, the only person, the only person visible, or the only people visible is Prayaria, Samson, and Ludin. Prayaria, Samson, and Finn, which tracks. I was about to say, yeah, the original so traitors sure. here invisible. <laughs> Actually, if if you don't, I'd prefer to be visible. Oh, okay, Prayaria. <laughs> Wait, has there been a short rest amount of time between? this morning and this talk now. Sure. Oh, yeah, well, you were sitting wistfully for a while. Okay. Sure. Well, uh, so she'll just um, use her furball magic to disguise self again. Uh, just like a human. I guess. Okay. <laughs> a regular so human. Is everyone disguised at this point? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Finn will I make disguise. look like the human from before. I disguise self. Like my Aurelius disguise. He kind of like crosses his arms and kind of leans in looking at you all. Wonderful. So I am guessing that you're seeking my help with your situation. And he looks at you, Aramir. What kind of help are you offering? I'm offering more help than you could possibly imagine. I dare say more than any Sparrowhawk as well. I know what Hush is working on, and I know where your father is. Valerius, right? He kind of, he grits his teeth as his father's name comes out of Cyprian's mouth. He says, so where is he? I can tell you where he is, but terms are in order, as previously discussed with your friend Finn and I. What is it that you want? As I have told your friend Finn and I, I would like to speak with Cassius, and I need... He kind of, like, looks at you all for a second, narrowing his eyes, thinking, he goes... I need finalized permission. To do what? I need his permission to speak with Cassius. Why is he can't see you? He kind of looks at you. Yes. So that he may see me and hear me. Hmm. Oh. Well, that's how that works. Interesting. Why only Laya? I'm sorry, um, why only Finn? He kind of looks from you to Finn. Because Finn Lai is a true friend of Cassius. At least I believe that he is. Insight check. I no, I, I believe I believe that you're his friend. No, that's Finn. He goes, oh. <laughs> what, what are you looking for? Is that the reason that he needs? Oh, I need a best friend's permission, or is it like there is a magical component in that I need to be invited by a specific person in order to do this thing? 
Is he couching it in, I'm his friend, to make it less... Is it because Finn has something, is holding something, is for some reason the guardian, and that's like the component of some kind of spell or something? Sure, I'll go, go ahead and make called, an insight check. I see what you, yeah. It's called friendship. <laughs> go ahead and make an insight check. Finn um, is the one that brought 18. him back to life. An 18? So I need the power of Yeah, I feel like it's that Finn is in some way some sort of magical guardian or something. Well, I got they, an 18. Of uh, I got an 18 of suspicion and lack of trust. <laughs> you, um, all of your gut instincts on both of those counts that you mentioned are tingling pretty good. Okay. Got a good gut feeling on the, on the two things that you just mentioned to me. That he's being like genuine with this? That it's something a little bit more serious and arcane than just you're his friend. It's there's some more concrete mm-hmm. thing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ludin just goes, okay. So if you needed Finn and just Finn, why then did you want to speak to all of us, or did you want to speak to all of us? I'm a little confused at like why, just just why. <laughs> Because he didn't know who it was at first. Huh. Right? So I don't know. We also need information from him. There's also the matter of assured trust and privacy. You cannot tell anyone anything I would tell you. This is the utmost importance. If you fuck me over, you and I both will have to deal with Mother Lilith Demise. And I assure you, if you find me disconcerting, she is by far worse than I. And those are my terms. So, I su- go ahead. Go ahead. He kind of looks at you all um, and says, uh, I submitted myself to a circle of truth from your fan Finali, willingly, and was more than forthright. Surely you can do these two things I ask of you. Trust me, I considered writing up a magically binding contract. Perhaps against my better judgment, but I am giving you my complete trust on this. I need all of you to give me your word. Our word that, what, we won't share any of the knowledge that you claim to have? Yeah, let me, it sounds like, let me recap for us. You're going to tell us where Hermes' father is. You're going to tell us everything that you know about Hush. You're going to tell us the best way we can go about finding him and recovering him successfully. And we are going to Never tell anyone that information, other than the six of us here. And we're also going to give you 10 minutes with Cassius. Well, you still want to talk to Cassius after his memories have been restored, right? That is correct. I think 10 minutes is kind of short, don't you, Samson? I think 10 minutes is plenty of time. 
I think it is worthwhile to ask. Uh, we don't know you very well. You showed up in a couple of library books, very exciting for you. We don't know why Cassius cannot see you. And we have no way of knowing if that is for his own protection. And as you said, Finali is a true friend of Cassius. How do we know that you will not um, take advantage of us? How would I take advantage of you? What business do you have with Cassius? Can you make any sort of pledge that he is in no harm from interacting with you? I will not harm him, I assure you. I only okay. wish to speak to someone that I've known. I have not spoken to him. I've not seen him in thousands of years. You saw him yesterday. How does ten minutes sound? It would... It would be nice if you could give me more than ten. Or do you want? An hour. How long? An hour. I look at Finn. Alone with him. Preferably so that I could have... So I could share the private information that I have with him. Cyprian. Um, I know that you're talking about wanting to see Cassius, but um, I kind of want to go back a little bit in the conversation. You said if we share any of this information, we'll make an enemy of Lilith Demise. Yes, dearest mother. And like when so, he says that, it feels with your passive insight, Finali, I believe Finali has the highest passive insight. With your passive insight, definitely, Finali. With the rest of you... Let's see... Luden? Yeah, you would see it. You would note. You would notice as well. Um, and Esperice. I would say Esperice as well. Um, it almost feels like he's trying to say something else, but his mouth is forcing him to say, Dearest Mother. Hmm. Um, and he'll just say... So, from my understanding, if we make this deal with you, we're not only making it with you, we're making it with your dear mother as well. No. No. This is a deal with me. I ask you not to share it so that you and I will not have to deal with her. Trust me. I do. I wish nothing but terrible things on that woman. That's fine, but could you please make it a little bit more, more clear on why we would be dealing with anyone else but you and the people that we share this information with? She can listen in on him. Okay. Is she why you cannot talk to her? Cyprian, is she cruel to you? Is a master cruel to its slave? Could you please answer the question? Why does it matter if we ask someone, tell someone else what we discuss here? I cannot tell you unless I have your word. You would understand <laughs> if you knew what I had. Ludin, he's a traitor. But he's not treacherous to us. 
he's betraying someone else. That's fair, Samson. But I don't want to betray my people either. Does that make any sense? But I'm totally willing, if this is what the party wants, to step out and go along with whatever the party has to go with. I think we would all be more comfortable if we knew exactly what it is about your dearest mother that has you so shaken up. I genuinely she? do not think that he can say physically. He literally can't. How convenient. Right? Cyprian. Do you want to give us a smile? What for? I think it's a lineage thing. The Scarath. He kind of looks at you and he kind of smirks for a moment. I haven't heard that name in quite some time. The history books look down rather poorly on the name Viscarith. But they don't look down on the name Demise, not yet at least. At least that's the name she gives herself now. She holds power and control over all born unto her. And she refers to her coven as a family and prides herself on the selections that she has made. Her hubris is unparalleled, but if credit must be given where credit is due, and I abhor admitting it, I'd be lying if I said she wasn't a unique specimen, and her gifts and talents is what fuels a god complex. A collections. Are you... A part of her collection? Unfortunately. My... Well, and he kind of... show me his teeth. I mean, obviously, like, he smile Like, when he smiles at you, you can very... Like, when he smiled at you when you said that, you can barely, very clearly see his, his uh, vampiric teeth. We all uh, see that. Yeah, you all see it. And he just kind of looks at you all, and as you kind of talk about the collection, and he, he says, uh, yes, uh, collection. He kind of rolls his eyes. My, for lack of a better terms, my licentious brothers and sisters consider me the black sheep of the family. Mother considers me a challenge and loves to impose herself and her will upon me frequently. To be made an example of, how does she phrase it so lovingly? The others are clay, but you are iron, Cyprian. Stubborn and strong, yet with enough force and effort, iron can be bent and forged into something far greater than that of clay. Perhaps that's why she refers to them as clay. My siblings, the collection. The sycophants fawning over her for approval, love, attention, and power. Is Micah one of your siblings? Micah? 
He kind of looks at Finali and then back to you. And he says, my newest sibling, rather annoying and boorish. Yes, if we are to save your father, he will need to be distracted. Is Micah here? I'm sorry, you've been asking a lot of questions and I feel like I've once more given you plenty of information and you have yet to still give me the one, no, I'm sorry, two things I've asked. Very simple. (laughs) We'll give you an hour, at least. And Finn looks at the others. Cassius said he wanted this. And I don't think Cassius would be okay with us stealing time from him either. From his conversation that he wants. I don't want to be far away from him when it happens. We won't, but it's private. He glances at uh, Cyprian. It's, It's a private conversation, and we should allow them to have it. For what it's worth, Fen's right. There's nothing that any of us are going to do that Cassius can't. He'll be okay. We can be outside the room, even. Not until we get my father back. No, but that's going to, it's going to be a while because he wants to talk to Cassius when Cassius gets his memories back. Pray. And who... Hi. Will, will you make the deal? Mira? Will we make the deal? For what is worth, he has been more than fair. Fine. But if anything happens to any of us, if anything happens to my father, if any of this goes south because of you, no one, not even your mother, will be able to stop me from ending you. He just kind of looks at you and He smiles and he says, good. You're gonna need that anger and that fire for what lies ahead. So the deal. You You will tell us us everything that we need to know to get Aramis' father out. What you can tell us about Hush and where we need to go to get him out. We will not tell of any of that to anyone else, nor that we heard it from you. And you will get one hour with Cassius. And I gesture to Prayaria, who has the magic hand powers. Luden's going to walk. Um, still invisible. He's actually going to try and stealth away from the rest of the group and just try and be on the other side of the room. He's going to cover up his ears. Like you have our word. I have. I'm going to need to hear it from all of you. 
right? You have my word. And he'll shake your hand. She just shakes it normally, so it's Aww. everybody else is gonna have to do the thing. <laughs> he goes to you, Samson. Oi. Do I have Oi. your word? Oi. Yes. He goes to you, Finaline. Do I have yours? You have mine. He goes to Ermi next. I forget who's invisible, so like... <laughs> it's it's uh, Luden and I are invisible. Okay. He goes to Ermir next. Do I have yeah. your word? You have my word. Walks, um, he kind of look, looks around. Esperis. Oh. It's very disquieting that you know my name, but uh, yes, you have my word. Luden, do I have your word? I'd prefer if you went ahead and sent me back, please. Uh, before, though, can I speak with Aramir for one moment? I'll walk over to you. Yeah. Uh, and Luden's just gonna whisper really quietly, like, um, I don't want to be the one that ruins this for I you. Know. So, Listen, listen, Aramir, listen. There's something I have not told the party. Uh, I would hope that this could come out a different way. Um, well, not at all, to be honest, because I don't think that everyone would look at me the exact same way, but I'll tell you, um, and I hope you'll keep it a secret, but um, I have to tell the truth. And before we left, I made a promise to um, Henneby that I would share any information that I got from this interaction. We can dwell on this a little bit later, uh, the specifics of it. That being said, I don't think I can agree to Cyprus terms without jeopardizing all of our safety. So with that, don't tell me anything. I'll be with the party and I'll do whatever you need to do. I told you I'm with you 100% of the way. But in order for me to make sure that all of us are safe, I don't need to be a part of this conversation. And so I'm going to leave. And, uh, and I trust you to make whatever decision you need to write. And point me in the direction that you need to go. But we're going to get your father back, okay? And uh, we'll talk more about this later. Um, And he's going to walk past Ermir and walk over to Cyper and he'll be like, um, if you don't mind, I think I need to leave. Before you even finish talking, he... <laughs> and just the sand swirls up. Cool. And he... You, you're back where you were next to the next to the alluring embers. And he'll just sit down at the hole. Wistfully? <laughs> no, not, not wistfully this time. It's he, just... He kind uh, of looks... Cyprian looks at you for a moment. And he goes, I appreciate your honesty, and I respect that. And just poof, disappears again. When when Uramir turns around, the saddest look that's ever been on anyone's face is on Samson's face, looking at him. Oh. 
He just shrugs. Hmm. Couldn't agree. But it's fine. You seal the deal, Prime. I don't... I don't think you'll break it. I don't think it's necessary. So... Alright. Good. You have all of our words. What can you tell us? Right. He kind of like looks around the room, looks down at his ring, just to make sure. And he kind of leans in. He says, Hush is a network of criminals home to trench. Within the last few years, well, I say few, but few for mortals. 20 years or so, they established a network here in Sable. Queen Anitha, of course, has neglected her duties, or at least focuses her energies elsewhere, which lends itself to relaxed militia and security of Sable. The nobles appear to hold more power, hence an opportune location for Hush. Their motivations are typical for mortals, gold and power, which is what they used your father for. They had him developing weapons, selling those weapons. Some were quite impressive, actually. One he made, I believe, I remember, he was able to reduce the size and weight of a cannon Lightweight and handheld, but one fire produced an explosion and blast as devastating as a typical cannon. It's brilliant. A mother has eyes, many eyes, scattered throughout Auroria. And even Acacia, which is how she heard about your father and his work. She knew of him before he was moved from the Cambrian Sable. She had discovered information about his masterwork. Others would find it sentimental, nostalgic, but Mother saw more. She offered Zevnik 500,000 gold to bring your father to Sable, along with all the resources to build this masterwork. Thirty of them, to be exact, with a few modifications to the original design. She was rather furious when she found out he had hid his plans. She asked Zevnik to coax him into developing new plans quickly. And he kind of looks up at you all, and he looks at you, uh, Ermir, and there's like this hint of like, he feels sorry for you. And then he kind of looks down for a moment and says, she sent for me to see to it that her will be done. Five mirrors have already been made and delivered to Mother. Your father has a small team of mages working to help him. The mirrors. You see... There is something far more valuable than gold and weapons. And he kind of looks to you, Samson. 
You know what your father's masterwork is, don't you? I've got an idea. Do you? Do you have any guesses? You're the one with all the answers. I am, but I'm very curious about you as well. I can see that you are. Uh... We didn't pay for your curiosity. He kind of like his eye, like his eyes flicker for a moment, irritated. <sighs> Not just when I thought we were starting to get along so famously. Well. It brings back any individual in this world, but it also keeps them there. At least, that's how I understand it. The other side of the mirror is a small demiplane that keeps the soul of the individual that was called upon. Keeps it there, but mother's changes traps them there against their will. And it can be called upon at the whim of anyone who commands it. In this case, it has been created specifically so that mother can command it. You may call upon any individual, living or dead, by simply speaking their name. Call upon them in there, and they come into this mirror demiplane. Yes. As I living, said. Living or dead? Living or dead. It was previously dead, but with Mother's modifications, it is living or dead now. What does she plan to do with them? Why does she want so many? As I said, there is much... Something much more valuable than gold or weapons in this world, and that is information. I don't know exactly what she plans to do with it. Mother doesn't share quite every little bit of information with us. She likes to keep things close to her chest. What if I were in her shoes? Can you imagine individuals that you could summon into this mirror? Legends People who know secrets. People who know where bits of Vera herself lie to this day. The pieces of Vera that are scattered across this world. The legends that depict and voice that certain people know. But their names are long gone now because they have died. Long since died. Perhaps I'm incorrect, but if I was the wonderful, beautiful woman that she is, that is what I would do. <clears throat> he seemed like his, there's a little bit of blood that trickles down the left side of his cheek as he strains to say what he really wants to say, but yet he cannot. Okay, so we know her plan. Are they all here? 
Where is she keeping it? Your father. She's keeping him in the heart of Hush's little hide-hole, little rat nest. I can draw you a map as to how to get to him. You will not want to walk through the front door, I assure you. Although the passageway that I suggest has not been accessed in thousands of years, I would dare say that I'm probably the only one who knows if it exists. If you walk through the front door, well, you'll die rather painlessly, but quickly. My sister Camilla has quite a talent for the magical arts. Anyone who is not tattooed, let's just say they stop breathing rather abruptly and uh, die just as quick. Yes, I get the point. So you have a map? Well, the back way I do. I'm very, I'm happy to draw that up for you. And the mirrors, are they here? The ones that are being created now, they are, but the five that have already left are not. Hmm. Do you know where she's taking me? Home. She has deemed a new hall in her lively castle, the Hall of Mirrors. So whimsical and disgustingly beautiful. Did you say? Go ahead. No, go ahead. You see another streak of blood go down the other side of his cheek. Yeah. Did you say your sister is in Hush? Camilla. Do you mean sister is in, you were born of the same parent biologically, or sister is in, you share the same mother now? We were not biologically. All of my siblings are not biological. As I said before, we were selected. And you had no choice? No. How does she make her selections? I suppose that she sees something in us, potential. She... He looks, he looks tired as the blood trickles down his face, like he doesn't want to fight what he really feels anymore and just starts to speak the way she would want him to speak. She can see things that no one else can see. She picks us as a god divines their servants. <clears throat> I, I, may I make the assumption that you cannot tell us where this Hall of Mirrors is? I can tell you that it is home. That is all that I can tell you. And Micah, 
Is he here? Yes. Is he, and he'll point to, he'll point to his teeth like you. Yes, anyone who is referred to as a sibling is like me. He watches your father and ensures he keeps the pace of work. He made a special request to take second rounds after Zevnik. He insisted. Made a special, insistent request to do so. He kind of trails off and looks at Ermir and he starts to put things together as he looks from Ermir to Finn. How did I not see it? You know this, Micah, don't you? I'm guessing you have something to do with his obsessive fascination with your father. Has he hurt him? No. But the way that he looks at him is the same way that someone itches to grab their sword and do so. He looks angry at first and then just sad at hearing that. You know, he told me some of the story. He sought out Mother. Apparently, he slipped into the Crimson Keep unnoticed. And Mother was quite impressed with him. Although I'm sure that part was exaggerated upon, but she did select him. He told me he made a deal with her. Wouldn't tell me what exactly, but part of that involved him becoming a dear, wonderful sibling. But yes, you will find his eyes are no longer whatever color they used to be. You see blood begin to pour from his eyes. Now. <clears throat> Ted, he would need to be distracted. Do you... Do you have any ideas how we could or should do that? I don't, other than perhaps me. I could try to call him some way. It would be very risky on my end. I would have to have a very good reason, and Mother would be... Very interested as to why I pulled him away. Understood. We will figure something out then. I'm guessing their deal involved your father in some way. He did seem very eager to meet him. He doesn't say anything. Again, your curiosity is admirable, but not necessary at this time. 
is there any more information you can give us as to uh, what we might have to do to approach Vermeer's father? He just looks at you as you say I'm that. invisible. <laughs> he looks in the direction of your voice and he just kind of like <coughs> coughs a little bit as blood begins to pour down his face. And he goes, you know, for, for so much that I have given you all today, you're all rather insolent and rude. You must take us for your friends. We're business partners at best. No. You're right. And he kind of looks down and his eyes just kind of gloss over. And so was she. I don't have any friends. That is all I have to give you. When, when we get done, how are you getting out of here? Have you got a caravan or something on the edge of town tomorrow morning? She won't know it was me. I'll be fine. Then we're done here. What? I guess I meant how are we getting out? I guess is what I really meant. Right. Of course. That's not really part of our bargain, is it? No, it's not. And you've clearly made it very, very crystal clear that <coughs> we are not friends. I shouldn't keep you any longer, but honestly, I, my time is running quite thin at the moment. My sand is nearly done from this glass, and I'd rather not risk Mother seeing you or me in this place. Shall we leave then? <clears throat> and he kind of holds up his hands impatiently. <clears throat> the mat. No, All right, come on. He can't draw it right now, but he will. He will. Uh, he assures you that he will drop it off. Um, where you can find it. At our super secret hideout that I'm sure he doesn't know about. Oh, he knows about it. <laughs> oh, of course he knows about it. <laughs> right. he'll, he'll, he'll be like, um, it'll be under the rock in the morning. Near your secret little hidey hole. I suppose we'll meet you at Allure and Embers tomorrow afternoon. Do you have any other further need from me? Confirmation of where we'll then you talk to Cassius. That can be settled after we've dealt with Hush. He kind of looks in this location. He goes, I would like to talk to him here. I thought you wanted to talk to him when he got his memories back. After he gets his memories back, I would like to talk to him right here. Okay. Okay. A few more drops of blood leave the side of his face, like the side of his eyes. No, if you uh, would please. <clears throat> do I? What does this place look like? Like, do I get? 
it is a completely enclosed room with uh, light coming through the top. Um, completely closed chamber with like one of the holes that you've seen throughout Sable and sand mm-hmm. pouring in. Okay. Is there anything like like written on the walls or is there anything on the walls or like anything of note here? Not that you can see. Okay. It seems strange that he wants to bring here. Let's get out of here. All right. I would like to, I don't know if I have a lot of time to do so, but just while people are joining hands, if I have a second, I want to subtle spell message to Cyprian. Am I able to do that? Yeah, you have subtle spell. Sure. Yeah. Okay. It is not a distaste or dislike that causes us to behave in this way. It's fear and security. Cassius misses you dearly. And that's it. Can he respond? He can. He just kind of like coughs a little bit and in he responds message and says, I'm not the one that you should fear. Right? That's all I got. Um, and just, just go okay. ahead. I was just gonna say as we start holding hands, holding hands, Barry like, reaches into her pocket and get and um, retrieves um, a handkerchief and just kind of like puts it in his palm. There's like a little pity in her eyes, but like other than that, she doesn't say anything. He very quickly wipes his face and rushes his hands over through his hair, and you see a pristine elven man once more. And you are immediately snapped back to alluring embers. He lets go of your hands and just forces his hands together once more and he just snap disappears once again. And you are left alluring embers. You see your friends uh, reappear. Luden? Well, I assume you got all the information you needed. Yes. Let's go back to the hideout. We've got a lot to talk about. Okay. And with that, I think that's a good place for us to stop this evening. Ooh, boy, oh boy. <laughs> Mother dearest. Mother dearest. Man. She's a beautiful soul. <laughs> Here you all are so afraid of Cyprian. Let's thank our new followers this evening, shall we? I feel like I'm being mocked. I feel like I personally am in danger at this moment. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not afraid of Cyprian. I just don't like him. He's too (laughs) smug for me. Uh, Yeah, let's go. Being afraid that somebody's going to hurt you and being afraid that somebody's going to fuck you over. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. We'll save it for the after show, everyone. Sorry. <laughs> um, thank you, uh, Zaprow's Dower nineteen for the follow. Starborn one two three four seven five for the follow. The Storycaster for the follow. 
Bella Nexus for the follow, Haloidy for the resub, uh, CJ Starry for the gifted stub to sub to Yaronai. Uh, hello, love does with the cheer of 10 bits. Uh, M Sins for the follow, Faithful Encounters, of course, for the raid of 19 earlier, and uh, Centuries Untold for the follow, and Red Beard Plays for the follow as well. If you all enjoyed this content this evening, uh, you can follow the cast uh, using the command FateCast. Uh, you can also use that free Twitch Prime sub to support us, uh, and or you could use a regular sub to support us as well. It, of course, takes a lot of work to bring you this content every week, and we want to continue bringing this awesome content every week. Subscribers get exclusive emotes, access to the secret corridor channel on our Discord. Uh, you can also catch up on all of our shows via YouTube with command YouTube. Our other shows on our channel here on Tuesdays, which is tomorrow, we have our Twisted Veil show. Uh, they're actually doing a one-shot because my brother, who is the DM of that show, uh, got his second COVID shot. So we're, they're doing a very fun one-shot. So if you've never seen uh, uh, Through the Breach, you get to hop in on this really cool one-shot. You know, you don't have to worry about... Uh, previous episodes you can just get you can jump right in and uh, check it out and then of course if you end up loving it which we know that you will uh, you can also check out uh, the uh, previous episodes of Twisted Veil vale on our uh, YouTube as well and catch up on that show that is Through the Breach which is a Malifaux campaign it's not d d uses card flips uh, very Victorian steampunk horror uh, lots of fun that's uh, Tuesdays at 8pm Central Standard Time uh, Deanna is in that show on Wednesdays, we have Iron Valor, where we play Wizards of the Coast modules. Uh, they are currently playing through Candlekeep Mysteries. Uh, Brandon is a DM for that show. Christian and Reyna are both in that show as well. And you can join us on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. On Fridays, we have Short Rest, where we just chill, hang out with the cast and crew. And we just talk and hang out. And that's... You can ask us questions, and we just bond with our audience. Uh, this Friday, I believe, we're doing LucasArts Loom with CJ, I believe. Um, so that's going to be a ton of fun. So you can join us on Friday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, other than that... Oh, our Kickstarter. Yes, our Kickstarter. Just a reminder, our Kickstarter is live. It is live. Uh, remember, Zodiac is coming to Dungeons & Dragons. We have, uh, It utilizes a... A uh, very unique Zodiac character build system. It's campaign setting for 5e. All new races, subclasses, and a robust world to explore. We are we have smashed our initial goal. Uh, you can use Command Kickstarter to check it out. Uh, all of our early bird tiers are completely gone, and we're blown away. But you definitely go check it out and uh, back yeah, it. Yeah, we are we are at seventy three thousand dollars on this thing, and we're just. Mm, about $7,000 away from the next stretch call. So yes. tell everyone you know. Other than that, let's find someone to... I think Daniel may... Let me check and see if Daniel found us someone to raid. I'm not seeing anything. Oh, I did. I did. Oh. I can start it. Oh, is Soma? Is that who we're raiding? Yeah, I can start it. Okay, go ahead and start our raid for us, Daniel. Other than that, we will see you all next Monday for more Fate Sign. Thank you guys so much, and uh, let's raid. Bye-bye.